Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. It's Sunday, October. No, I'm sorry. It's not Sunday yet. It's Saturday, October 28th. We're here live. Pick up the phone and give me a call. 8888-ROAD-DOG. We're going to get to those calls in a little bit. We'll answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers. And I think I should add something to that list. We'll, we'll talk about business. It's kind of my theme today, and I'm, I'm I guess, shocked at how little business knowledge there seems to be in the small carrier owner-operator world. And I just mean basic business knowledge, supply and demand, customer service, some basic bookkeeping skills, being able to read a, a financial document. And I, and I know it because I see the comments over and over and over about all kinds of issues that just make it very clear there's not a lot of business understanding. Uh, I'm going to talk about a few things, um, and I'll get back to that. But that's kind of the theme today. There is so much going on in our economy right now, in the industry right now, and to me it all looks really, really positive, and yet there seems to be so much negativity. There seem to be a lot of owner-operators and small carriers that are obsessed with what the ATA is doing or what the mega-carriers are doing. Who cares? That, that shouldn't be your market. You shouldn't be competing with the mega-carriers. And let's get something clear about the ATA. I, to me, the ATA is kind of a non-issue. They are what they are. I, I don't support the ATA. That's not my customer. It's not my group. Though That is really the big carriers of the country. But here's what I see a lot of confusion about. I hear people talking about the ATA as though it is some sort of government agency and they set policy. That is absolutely not true. The ATA is not a government agency. They are certainly a very strong lobbying force in the government, but they are a trade association. They are a private trade group that you can join, that they have nothing to do with the government. The, virtually every industry has associations, multiple associations. OOIDA is an association. It's supposed to be for owner-operators and independent drivers. They are an, a, a trade group, an association. That's what the ATA is. The ATA just goes after different members in trucking. They go after the big carriers. Not only do they go after the big carriers, but if you know their structure, you would understand why the big carriers pull so much weight at the ATA because – the, the way most associations work is that you have a membership fee. And there might be two or three levels. I think OIDA is, what, 50 bucks a year or something, and they're usually running some sort of special. It's pretty inexpensive. The ATA charges their members based on their gross revenues. The more money the trucking company makes, 
the more they have to pay to be a member. Well, you would have to believe then that the more you pay to be a member, the more pull you're going to have in that organization. So I, I'm just not sure why we're so focused on the ATA. Why not join your own associations and support them, whether it's OIDA or state trucking associations or NASTIC? Not all associations lobby the government. You know, I thought, and I still think sometimes, and I may do this. This isn't out of the question yet. I think a lot about forming a new association in trucking that would have one major focus, and that would be education. Now, as, a, as an association, there are other things you can do. If, if you get your numbers big enough, you could get a really good fuel card. NASTIC has an awesome fuel card. You can, with some of the changes that were just made to the health insurance laws, an association could now get a group health insurance policy for its members. That may be really big. That's one of the reasons I'm, I'm rethinking this again. Um, but if I were to have an association, it wouldn't be focused on lobbying. It would be focused on the day-to-day running of the business and how do you help your members do that better. Product, services, education, all geared towards making people better business people. A lot of associations that I've belonged to in the past, that is what they do. They, they help their members be better at their business. And we need more of that. So the ATA is its own thing. I just don't know why we're so focused on them right now. They do what they do, and it's run by their members. Rather than being so focused on them, you should be more focused on your business. And again, if you want to join an association, find one. Find one you agree with and support them. The uh, the economy, I, like I said, everything I'm looking at right now is positive. Let me get this one little fact out of the way before I forget it. I had this question last week if the per diem was staying the same, and I hadn't seen the numbers yet. Well, they just came out this week. And, yes, the per diem is staying the same. And just so you know, the per diem number, the allowance, runs from – October 1st to October 1st, or basically the end of September. It doesn't follow the calendar year. It follows the the um, the government's, I forget the term, the government's year. Uh, so if it changes, it changes in October. So it was $63. It is still $63, and it will be $63 at least until next October, so you don't have to think about it changing. So for your 2017 tax return, your per diem allowance is $63 a day in the U.S. and $68 a day anytime you are out of the U.S. So uh, good news on the tax front. The first step in the process for all of the new uh, tax law changes and tax cuts has passed both the House and the Senate, and that is the budget. They had to get the budget approved before they could even look at these tax proposals, and that happened. 
Uh, it barely happened, but it happened, and that's all that matters. We got the budget approved. Now it's time to start battling over the tax cuts. It looks like the biggest holdup I see right now is the um, representatives from the states with a high state income tax are upset that the deduction for local and state taxes being deducted on your federal return, Trump wants that to go away. In fact, he wants almost all of the itemized deductions to go away except mortgage interest and charitable contributions. That's how you simplify the tax code, and that's exactly what he's trying to do. But already you can see the special interests fighting for their deductions, for their loopholes, for the things they like. Hopefully we can get this passed very close to what uh, President Trump is recommending because what I've seen so far, I'm really excited about for small business and really excited about for owner-operators. So we, and they're saying we might have some, uh, something to vote on here in a couple weeks. So that's exciting. I'll stay on top of that. If you look at what's going on in the economy right now, all the numbers are very, very positive. Virtually every number I'm looking at, stock market is setting records every day. The jobless claims are down. Unemployment is down. Consumer confidence is up. Virtually everything is reporting in the positive zone. And when you look at what's going on in trucking, and we haven't hit the ELD mandate yet. That's going to change things. But right now, we're in October. This is typically kind of a slow time. You know, summers can be busy, fall harvest, then we have the holidays. But we usually have a slump um, in October, especially, you know, mid to late October, before we start picking up for the holidays. But that is absolutely not happening right now. Rates are booming. I'll give you some numbers when we come back. I've got a couple other things that I want to talk about. Then we'll get to your calls and find out what's on your mind. We'll do that right around the corner. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rothbard. Dodgers. Game four. Today at 5 Eastern, we're live on the field talking to the participants. Leading up to first pitch at 8 on MLB Network Radio. Sirius 209 XM89. Hear the hometown and national calls on Sirius XM and the Sirius XM app. Hi, my name is Colleen. I'm an over-the-road truck driver with Schneider. I'm actually one of hundreds of women driving at Schneider and thousands within the industry. More women are joining every day, thanks to organizations like Women in Trucking and partnering companies like Schneider. Schneider offers a safe nationwide facility network. 
and superior home time. Plus, more than half our fleet now has automated transmissions. If you're a woman considering truck driving, learn more and make the move at SchneiderJobs.com. That's SchneiderJobs.com. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can. Because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword CLEAR22 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text CLEAR22 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text CLEAR22 to 350350. That's C-L-E-A-R-22 to 350350. If you're a sleep apnea sufferer who's on the go, go to your phone and call right now to try the world's first portable mini CPAP device, absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP. An engineering marvel that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Its unique design is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. No more dragging around a big, bulky CPAP. Even better, now you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights by calling miniCPAP.com, 1-800-900-8313. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. You can also add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. So now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't wait. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call miniCPAP.com now. 1-800-900-8313. That's 1-800-900-8313. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Our favorite color is chrome. Road Dog Truck and Radio, Sirius XM 146. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We had a bunch of calls lined up. Looks like they all fell off the board. Uh, So if you dial right now, you might be able to grab an open line. I'm going to get to those calls in just a little bit. 8888 Road Dog. Um, Here are some of the van rates. These are van, not flatbed, not reefer, not specialized, just van rates. Um, Averages. These are outbound rates out of Chicago, 263 a mile, out of L.A., 233 a mile, out of Atlanta, 221. Those are average outbound van rates right now. That is incredible. And the economy is still heating up. We're heading into the holiday season, and we have an ELD mandate coming up. I'm just excited to see what happens. Now should be the time that you really tighten up on your business. And some of the comments I'm seeing really just kind of, I'm just baffled that we have people that are in business 
that know so little about just the basics of business. You know, I, I, I posted something about, you know, the rates and the opportunities and why are we so focused on, um, you know, the ATA and the big carriers right now. They've got their own problems and they've got their own strategies. But, you know, as a small carrier, why do you care what they're doing and why are you trying to compete with them? The industry right now is literally begging and pleading for good small carriers that can think critically and solve problems. That should be your focus right now. How do you become that carrier that can solve problems? And when I posted this, um, some of the comments I, I get, it just amazing to me. People who own a truck, run their business as though they don't have customers. I made comments about that, that, you know, you've got to understand business, and business is all about customers. You know, I, I here's just a, a basic definition of what a business is. You know, let's start at the basics. Here is what a business is. It is a repeatable process that creates and delivers something of value. That's number one. You have to have something of value to offer that other people want or need at a price they're willing to pay in a way that satisfies the customer's needs and expectations so that the business brings in enough profit to make it worthwhile for the owners to continue. That's it. That, that's what business is in a nutshell. And somebody ac actually posted, you know, I said business is all about the customer. You have to deliver a product or a service to them at a price they agree to, satisfy their needs and their wants and their expectations, and you have to be able to do it as a, at a profit. Nobody said it was easy. Nobody guaranteed that even if you know all these things, you're going to be a success. Knowing them and doing them in the real world are two very different things, but you at least have to know this and you have to understand this concept. And when I was talking about this, somebody actually posted that what's the point of giving if I'm not getting? The only thing I could take that to mean was they expect their customers to pay them more before they provide the value. Here's a newsflash. Life doesn't work that way, and business doesn't work that way. You do the work. You provide the value. You might get the reward. It's not even guaranteed. But if you sit back and wait for the reward to come before you provide the value, I can guarantee you you're going to fail. That absolutely never works. You do the hard work. You provide the value you might get a reward. You might not. There's no guarantees. Business is not easy, but it is simple. These are not hard concepts to figure out. Um, I, I added another course to my list. I guess I just didn't think this one was needed, but the more I look around, the more I think it is. I'm just going to do a course on Business 101, really, really basic business concepts to help people understand these things. 
So that's on my list. Speaking of courses, might want to grab something to write with or you might want to grab your computer or your phone. This is the last weekend to sign up for the live class that I'll be teaching, and that live class launches on Monday, two days from now. So we are ready to go. We did. I, I said I needed at least 50 before I was going to do the course, so if you've bought the course, I'll let you know right now. We exceeded our numbers, so the course is happening. We're launching Monday. If you've signed up, you will be getting an email real soon, if you haven't already, with all the instructions. Monday will mostly be... Uh, we'll be doing a live conference call webinar every Monday. Uh, if you haven't received the email yet with the times, we're going to be, the class will be meeting every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. That's three for me here on the West Coast. So we'll meet in a virtual conference call webinar. This week, I'll just get you up to speed, introduce you to the program, give you an idea how everything's going to work. You will have an assignment this week. Um, and I will answer questions this week. We'll give you the assignment. Next Monday, we'll meet again. We'll have new material to go over and any questions you have to answer. This is a 16-week course about how to get started and be successful in your first year. If you're in a lease purchase or you're thinking about buying a truck or you just you've thought about it in the past, you just didn't know if it was for you, this class is for you. So to this weekend is the last chance to sign up. Tomorrow at midnight, sign up closes because we kick off the class on Monday. Once the class starts, you can't sign up. So it, we are. Uh, it, it was going to be a hundred dollar sign up fee and then twenty five dollars a week for the course. We're going to give you a discount. We're going to knock $75 off that. So it's really $25 to sign up right now and $25 a week throughout the course. So I am teaching this personally. It is everything you need to know to get started. Uh, are you financially ready? Are you mentally ready? There's audio you can listen to while you drive. There's downloadable forms. There's checklists. There's just loads of information, plus you're going to have 16 weeks to work with me directly in building your business plan. We're also offering two other free courses that go with this. I have a course called Changing Lanes Without Crashing. It's all about what not to do when you start to become an owner-operator. We're going to give you that course free. We also have a fuel optimization course that um, if you're going to get into business, could save you thousands of dollars in that first year alone. We're going to give you that course for free. So head on over to the website and get signed up. This is your last chance. This is a, There's no other course like this anywhere. If you want to know how to be successful buying your first truck, getting started, being in business that first year, that's what this course is all about. Go to the website, letstruck.com and get signed up let's uh let's get to some phone calls let's start off in ohio bruce welcome to the program hey kevin how are you good what's on your mind today eld okay all right the fmcsa wants us to have them congress wants us to have them so why don't 
all the owner-operators and independent contractors have got to put these things in their trucks. Why don't they just send the bill to, to Congress or to the FMCSA and let them pay for them? Um, why? I mean, it, 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 there are lots of things that are required. You're required to have a tire on your truck that meets safety guidelines. Should the FMCSA have to pay for your tires? Your truck has to meet certain well, safety no. guidelines. The Does FM, the, the F FMCSA didn't mandate? Sure, the FMCSA they did. They didn't mandate tires. The DOT did. Government agencies, no different. The government agency mandates that your truck gets inspected every every year, and they don't pay for that inspection. Well, yes. They mandate that you, I as a hold on, they mandate that you, as a driver, have to have drug and alcohol testing, and they don't pay for that. Why would they? This is no different. It's just they didn't pay for your old paper logbooks. They didn't pay the carriers to audit those logbooks, which was a very expensive process for carriers. Why would they pay for ELDs? Well, it was not an actual – it wasn't a serious question. It was rhetorical. But anyway, yeah, I, I just – I don't know. The, the whole ELD mandate, it's like telling somebody they got to wear blue shoes when they want to wear black. I mean, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Hold but, on. Uh, Hold on. That's what the hours of service did. And we've had the hours of service since 1938. The hours of service are what tell you when you can work, when you can't, how long you have to rest, what's on duty, what's not on duty. That's what this is all about. The ELD is just a new logbook. That's all it is. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a new logbook. We'll be right back. Stick around. Kevin Rutherford. This is Ton Ostengard with Creek Carrier Corporation. I just wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you. Thank you to all of America's truck drivers that are out there safely delivering America's freight. Truly, without truck drivers, America stops. And with that, I want to again say thank you to all the Creek Carrier, Schaefer, and Hunt drivers. And those of you that aren't drivers of the Creek Carrier, this is a great opportunity to join our team. Please take a moment to check us out at CreekCarrier.com. Thank you again, and be safe. Acme Home Insurance. Yes, I'd like to make a claim. What are you wanting to claim, sir? My air conditioner broke down. Sorry, but your home insurance doesn't cover air conditioner breakdowns. So what do you cover? Home damage from things like earthquakes, volcanoes, a zombie apocalypse. A zombie apocalypse? But that'll never happen. But if it did, you'd be covered, sir. But not my air conditioner? I'm afraid not. But his air conditioner could have been covered with a home warranty from American Home Shield. We cover major components of air conditioners, plus 20 other home systems and appliances, like electrical systems, plumbing, refrigerators, and more. For valuable free information, call 1-800-700-4350. Homeowners insurance can cover what might happen. Donkeys are coming! 
but a home warranty helps cover what will happen. Now the dryer won't work. Be sure with the shield. American Home Shield. For valuable free information, call 1-800-700-4350. That's 1-800-700-4350. 1-800-700-4350. The ELD mandate is coming up fast, but VDO Roadlog has you covered. Roadlog electronic logging devices are VDO certified and FMCSA registered, and they're the only ELDs to feature a built-in log printer to get you through inspections faster. With Roadlog, there's no need to hand over your phone or worry about data transfers. Plus, Roadlog ELDs are available without monthly fees. Roadlog ELDs are simple, safe, and secure. You worry about the driving? Leave the mandate to VDO Roadlog. Find out more at VDORoadlog.com. I'm Todd Gorton, Weather Channel, with an interstate weather update. East-West Interstate, starting south, I-10. Shower and storms will pick up in intensity along I-10 in Florida. I-20, scattered shower and storms parts of the Carolinas and Georgia. I-40, shower and storms from North Carolina into parts of Tennessee, but the gusty winds are out there as well. I-64, we have some scattered shower storms in Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Kentucky. I-70, some scattered shower storms in Maryland into Pennsylvania. I-80 and I-90, some scattered shower activity and some gusty winds in Pennsylvania and parts of New York State as well. We also have some spotty lake effect rain showers and some gusty winds along I-96 and I-94 in Michigan. So just be careful on that ride. Really up and down the eastern seaboard, you're going to be dealing with some gusty winds, particularly in the parts of New England. And we're also going to be dealing with that shower activity picking up in intensity, especially heading through the overnights. Keep that in mind. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Driver's Choice now on the Road Dog Series 746 and on the Series 700. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. If you didn't catch where to sign up for the course, go to the website, letstruck.com. It's right there on the top of the homepage. This is the final weekend to sign up. I'd love to see you in there. I'm teaching this one personally, and uh, you'll get a chance to get all your questions answered, and we will build your business plan together. So if you're interested in owning one truck or building a fleet, you've got to start with a good foundation. And that's what this course is all about, building that solid foundation now so you can grow your business as big as you want it later. Let's get to some phone calls. Let's go to Iowa. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. Refresh your memory, I spoke to you during power hour last week. We looked over my oil sample, and I got a, some fuel dilution, 3.9, and uh, about 2.7 soot, 21 on the oxidation. So we, uh, I, I, I got a chance to get over by uh, Chad this weekend in, in Kansas City and T&E. We did a smoke test this morning. I found I got a little bit of a leak coming out of the solenoid that runs the uh, uh, wastegate on the turbo. Okay. Is that something that might cause uh, yeah. the soot? Yeah, it, it will. Any Anything okay. that affects good intake flow or good exhaust flow can create soot. So that, that could okay. do it. And that also points out why I like the smoke test as well as the pressure test 
because the pressure test would have never caught this. Absolutely. I, uh, my next question would be, now I know they offer a turbo with the wastegate turbo without the wastegate for the 60 Series Detroit. What's the best way to go? I do have a, I do have a Pittsburgh forward tune on it, about 530 horse on the ground. Yeah, that's a really good question, and, and let's talk about what why wastegates are there, and then it, we right. kind of understand what the answer is. So it used to be that if a manufacturer offered an engine in, say, two or three different horsepower ratings, like the Series 60 used to go all the way down to 350 horsepower, all the way up to five-something, for each one of those different horsepower ratings, there would have been a different turbo customized for that much horsepower. Well, that's expensive to produce three different turbos, stock three different turbos. So they developed a turbo with a waste gate that would allow one turbo to work on all three engines, but it's a compromise on all of them. People don't, you know, people think that the, the manufacturers build the absolute best product they can. They don't. They build the best product they can make a profit on. And the accountants make a lot more decisions than the engineers do. And this is one of those cases. That, that waste-gated turbo is a compromise in every situation. So what I would say is, is, you know, work with somebody like Pittsburgh Power that knows the tune and ask them which turbo would be best for the way you operate and the way you've got the engine set up and then put that turbo on the truck. Absolutely. Well, listen, I, I, uh, I sure appreciate that, and, and, and that's the way I was leaning anyways. But I, I got I to gotta make mention of that comp down there in Kansas City. I'd be a mess if I didn't. Uh, I, I came through there on Wednesday, and Chad checked an alignment for me, and we put two tie rod ends on. We found my tie rod tube was split on the factory seam. Thank God he found that, and, and uh, you know, I'm not laying in the hospital bed someplace. Uh, uh, un- unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It. I, I, can't, I can't give kudos enough to Chad uh, for that. And then I came back to on this Saturday. Chris himself was there. Wouldn't take a penny for the smoke test. Oh, wow. Wouldn't take a penny. He says, uh, them smoke tests are complimentary. He says, I don't charge for smoke tests. You know, that those those two guys and, you know, they're both young. um, They are just amazing people. They're amazing technicians at what they do. And their their business skill and sense and customer service is just awesome. Absolutely. I went out of my way to get to her. First time I've been in Kansas City in 20 years. And I'll go out of my way again to get there. Fantastic. No doubt about it. Fantastic. Well, thanks for the feedback because, you you know, Dave, this is, yeah, thanks for the the feedback because this is how that building a good relationship works. So you've got Chad Hone who runs Alignment Solutions and um, Chris who is there at T&E Tire. And T&E Tire, full service, engine work, repair work, everything you need. These are the guys that we always worked with at the CMC. And we've been working with them for years now. But, but here's how this becomes a win-win for everybody. 
we found people who do awesome work and have great customer service. We promote them to our tribe. They get more business. Our tribe gets good service. Our tribe calls and talks about them. They get more business. That's the beauty of building good relationships and then sharing it. That's the win-win. You know, Dave appreciates the work they did, and he tells people about it, and then they'll get more work. Sometimes that's all it takes. You know, when, when you have somebody who's doing an outstanding job, then share that. Let other people know. Then everybody wins. So, uh, again, Dave, thanks so much for that uh, feedback. Glad you had an awesome experience there in Kansas City. So if you need an alignment, you need any kind of work at all, all the products we talk about, T&E carries them. They're very good at installing them all. They're right smack in the middle of the country, easy to get to in Kansas City. And, uh, again, you're going to see great service from them, which is, is awesome. I love hearing that kind of feedback. Um, you know, Chad was trained by Mike Beckett. And Chad was trained a long time ago by Mike Beckett. And Chad has become really, really outstanding in his own right when it comes to alignments. But Chad also does something really important. He learns not just alignments, but he really pays attention to business and customer service and all those things that make people really successful. And those are the kind of people you want to do business with. So uh, I can't say enough good things about both those guys. Um, and we are uh, very proud to partner with them. Let's see. We're going to head off to Kansas. Jim, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind today? Well, I think you might have an oil tap sitting there in front of you. Oh, I do. So let me uh, verify a few things here. Series 60, what year? 03. 1.4 million. Is that um, original? Original. That is original. Wow. Yes, sir. Fantastic. You can't beat that. 12,000 miles on the oil. And for the most part, things are looking really good. That fuel dilution, I would not worry about at all. Soot at one point, okay. soot at one point one. Uh, that's a little high for a Series sixty, but not a Series sixty with one point four million miles on it. So I wouldn't worry about that right. at all. Um, the base, ignore it. All the new oils are showing low base, and yours isn't even that low. It's really at four. The um, all the yellow you see, the calcium, phosphorus, zinc. Just ignore that. That's all meaningless. Your wear metals are excellent. We're not seeing hardly any wear metals. The one thing that concerns me, potassium is all the way up to 56 and sodium is at 68, even though they didn't flag the sodium yet. I think you have the very early beginnings of a water leak somewhere. Okay. Um, the water pump was changed out about three months ago, and then we took another sample of it, and after that, because it came back as high sodium, high potassium on that one. And then this is the sample after we changed the water pump on it. Okay. Do you think it might be an oil cooler possibly? Well, I, I would hold off because did the did the sodium and potassium numbers go down after you changed it? Because I'm not Way looking. Way down. 
Yeah, okay. Then I would do way down. I, I would do nothing because what I'm probably seeing here is just the leftovers of that. Like we never ever get all of the oil out of the engine. So that leftover oil that stays up in the galleys and some of the other places is still holding those contaminants. So a- after mm-hmm. we see a problem like this, we see them go down over time as you add oil and change oil. So I think all we're seeing here are just the remnants. I think the water pump probably took care of it. Okay. Um, I did take this truck up about a month and a half ago. It's one of those okay. hold, nice little $11,000. Hold, hold that thought. The music's playing. I've got to get to a break. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. HML.com. That's Hirschbach Motor Lines, 888-261-1351. WSJ Wine from the Wall Street Journal is changing the way people enjoy wine by specializing in smaller quality estates and convenient home delivery. Now, WSJ Wine invites you to taste their top 12 favorites. These are the dozen bottles WSJ Wine customers love most. Many have won major awards. Go to wsjwine.com radio and you can try them all for only $69.99 as your introduction to the WSJ Wine Discovery Club. You'll uncork rich, barrel-aged Cabernet from an iconic Napa estate. Taste gold medal-winning Bordeaux from the exceptional 2015 vintage. And as a special bonus, receive three extra bottles of a 92-point Tuscan Sangiovese. That gives you 15 highly rated wines worth over $230 for only $69.99. Wines this good are made in limited quantities. Hurry to wsjwine.com radio to claim your case and $160 savings. That's wsjwine.com. Radio and cheers. Got a sore throat, stuffy nose, cough? These are often symptoms of upper respiratory infections. Did you know four out of five upper respiratory infections are viruses? Antibiotics don't treat viruses, and overusing them can contribute to antibiotic resistance. 
Now there's EZ CPAC, an award-winning five-day immune support pack composed of certified organic echinacea, zinc, and vitamin C, clinically formulated to support your immune system. Many over-the-counter products are made primarily of sugar, driven by marketing gimmicks and not by science. Physician-formulated EZ CPAC uses vegetarian capsules, contains no added sugar, and is gluten-free. EZ CPAC is a national partner of the CDC's Get Smart About Antibiotics Week and winner of the 2017 ECRM Buyer's Choice Award. So get smart and help put an end to the overuse of antibiotics. EZCPAC is available at Amazon and fine retailers nationwide. Visit EZCPAK.com to learn more. EZCPAK is an immune system support dietary supplement. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Weekday mornings, 11 a.m. East, freewheeling. We talk about pop culture, talk to celebrity guests, and hear what drivers have to say about the world at large. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutzberg. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. I'm going to go back to Kansas. Jim, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying uh, I bought this truck about a month and a half ago. Paid cash for it, $11,000, and so far so good. Excellent. That's, it's You know, I, I, I've watched so many people succeed doing it that way. It really, really takes a lot of the risk. Even if you have to put a lot of money into the truck, you can cash flow it over time. And it sounds to me like you got a really solid truck. Absolutely. And uh, it is thanks to you. I mean, I went to the CNC a couple years ago. I got the, uh, the program about three or four Christmases ago. And I just, I've been listening to you for about the past nine years. And you've helped me tremendously so far. Well, fantastic. Congratulations. It's exciting. So keep me informed. Let me know how things are going. Um, that is what I love to do. That, that's exactly what I love to do. I love to help people get started in this industry, do it successfully, do it profitably. That's exactly what the course is all about. He, he listened to the program on his own and did it. Now I'm teaching that course personally over 16 weeks. This is the last weekend to sign up for it, so I'm going to hit it hard. I'd love to have about 100 people in that class. I have 60-some now. It would. Uh, the more people we have, the more questions we get. It'll take a little bit more of my time, but that's okay. We'll get better information, better questions, more people to share with and network with and get ideas from. So head on over there and uh, get signed up, letstruck.com. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We are off to Nebraska. Bill, welcome to the program. Oh, well, good afternoon, Kevin. How are you today? Doing great. What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is uh, uh, this is about ELD. Um, I am actually one of the people that actually listen to a vast majority of the listening sessions. Um, Kevin, I'm going to tell you what bugs me more than anything in the world. I sat here with a legal notepad, and every time I heard someone make a new excuse as to be against the ELD, 
I made a little notch on my notepad. At the end of the listening sessions, I counted them up to be a thousand and eleven excuses. Um, more, more like a thousand and eleven different ways that drivers stood up and carriers, small carriers, stood up and told the FMCSA how they could not comply with federal regulations on the ELD, but they could do it on paper. You know, the the more – go ahead. And I was like, you're kidding me. And and, to, and and I now I listened to each listening session. Now, I did chime in on one and actually comment. But I listened to no less than four hours per day on each one of those listening sessions. And, and I was like, when I opened the door of my truck to step out, I had to make sure there was ground underneath me so I wouldn't fall out of it. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I you know, I, I, I think back now, and I've said this before, roughly about 10 years ago, I was speaking at an industry event, and I got a chance to have dinner with somebody who was kind of a Washington insider. He, he came from uh, running a state trucking association, and he was in line. He was very active in the TCA and I got talking to him back then, and we were actually talking about ELDs at the meeting. The interesting thing was, at this meeting, this was a TCA event, Truckload Carriers Association, they were uh, voting for the owner-operator of the year. So they, I believe they had five uh, candidates in the running. Now, these are guys who their fleets put up and said, these are our best owner-operators. And these guys, I know some of them. These guys were sharp. They ran a good business. Every one of them, I was shocked, and this was 10 years ago, every one of them said, if, and we were calling them EOBRs or something else back then, um, they said, if this passes, I will sell my truck and quit. Every one of them. And these were the good guys, the guys that were really good at what they did. But the real point is, the guy that knew a lot about what was going on in Washington back then told me, he said, Kevin, it's not if we get these, it's just when. This is going to happen. Now, I said, and I've been saying that, look, if you were really against these things, you should have been part of the process years ago. You should have been at the listening sessions that started in 2012. But honestly, I'm not sure that anything would have stopped this and here's why. Every single argument we make is exactly what you just said. Every argument we make is just saying, look, we've cheated forever, and with an ELD, we can't cheat enough. That, that's all we're saying. All of the arguments are against the hours of service. The only argument that might have worked on the ELD, and, and I didn't believe that it would, and it didn't, was the constitutional argument. But there's so many other examples of where we give up our constitutional rights in business. OIDA fought, exactly. fought the good fight on that one. They took it all the way to the Supreme Court, tried to anyway, and lost. So, so that one's done. That one's not going to work. There are no other arguments. The only arguments are saying that they're too restrictive. Well, they're not too restrictive. They're just a new logbook. That's all an ELD is, is a new logbook with it that plugs in. 
It's the hours of service we should be fighting if we want to fight something. Exactly. And, you know, and I stood up um, here a couple of months ago. Now, I've, I've been on e-logs before, and I started in 2011 on e-logs. I went to a company that didn't have them. They went to e-logs. I installed it in my truck. I've been, I went back to paper. Now, currently, I am running a ELD, or let me say e-log. I'm running an e-log, and I'm also running a paper because that's what the company I'm leased to requires. Now, I'm running an e-log with it and running completely legal according to it. Now, I'm not forced to drive this truck, and, and I hear I hear people making this argument, I can't stop and take a nap, I can't do this, I can't do that. <laughs> Kevin, I operate, I'm, I'm an owner-operator, I run my own truck, I use the company's trailer, I have to tarp, untarp sometimes. I also have to secure my loads. Do I stop and nap when I feel like I need to? You bet you I do. Um, and drivers, you know, I, like I said, I've heard every excuse I think that can be put out there. And then, and then here's the other thing. During the 60-day comment period on ELDs, I actually went into that system and was sitting there at home on my own time and read the comments. Over 90% of the comments made was the same thing that they did during the listening session, and almost all of them admitted to being OOIDA members. I was like, are you kidding me? Now, I am a former OOIDA member, and I'm not going to speculate the reasons I quit being one. I quit being one five years ago. Um, and it was... Uh, it was because of some other reasons. It was over one good company they went after they should have never done, and I got away from it. Um, my whole feeling on this thing is, number one, you know, if you cannot get out here and follow the regulations in which I'm, I'm, I'm like everybody else, I don't agree with this overburdened regulation crap we have, and we are overburdened. We are. But I'm going to make a small reference to a movie character named Clint Eastwood in a movie called The Enforcer. Um, Mr. Eastwood and, and, and Lieutenant Briggs was in an argument over the system. And Clint Eastwood looked at him and said, I don't agree with the system either, but it's the only one we have to work with. What I'm trying to say is you can't play football using the rules of soccer and win anything. You're not going to win. It's not going to happen. It, you, I mean, I don't agree with the regulations either, but it's the only system I have to follow. And I have a clean CSA score. I have a clean driving record. And I go out here and I make money. I support my family. I'm not stuck 10 minutes from home because my log says I can't get there. Um, there all these excuses these drivers are putting up is simply BS. I'm, 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 I've just got to say it that way, and I mean, I mean, and without without regulation of some kind, drivers are going to be pushed to run 25 hours a day. Well, that's the that's the real point that I think people need to understand. And I, I'm coming up on the top of the hour. I'm going to cut you loose. Good good comments, Bill. In 1938, the hours of service were put in place to protect drivers. Now the ELDs are really 
in many ways going to protect the driver even more and yet the drivers are saying that the ELD is forcing them to run tired nobody's forcing you to run tired that's the one thing that I never gave into no matter what the hours of service were if I was tired or the weather was bad you park the truck nobody can force you to drive We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rothsburg. After Dave Nemo, hitch a ride with Meredith Oaks and Chris T. It's an opportunity to get on the air and share the open road. There are a lot of people out there who appreciate what you do and how hard you work. From long hauls to local loads, they're talking everything. It's a social media platform that you actually utilize. Join the conversation with Meredith Oaks and Chris T on Freewheel. We're here with you. You're here with us. Weekdays, 11 a.m. East. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Share it with the people you love. And the SiriusXM app. Hello, truck drivers. I'm Carrie Hallett-Paris, and I hire truck drivers for Walmart. Walmart Transportation has driving job opportunities at many locations across the United States. Walmart offers full-time, flexible schedules with competitive pay within the driving industry. Many driver benefits, including medical, start on day one. And no touch freight driving for an industry leader. Driving for Walmart is a great career opportunity. Why wait any longer to apply? And there are openings for safe professional drivers right now. Walmart pays for mileage, activity, and even offers a safety incentive you can earn each quarter of the year. If you are interested in advancing your driving career, see if Walmart is hiring in a place you'd like to work by visiting www.driveforwalmart.com and then apply online. That's drive, the number four, walmart.com. It could be the last job you will ever apply for. Walmart is an equal opportunity employer. This is Jimmy. This is a tiny demon. Jimmy is about to gaze into the eyes of this tiny demon, thereby becoming its minion. Jimmy shouldn't become a minion of this tiny demon. And you shouldn't manage your own toll. Turn to Best Pass, the commercial toll management experts. Don't pull a Jimmy. Get Best Pass and save tons of time and money on toll. Learn more at GetBestPass.com. Hear what lies beyond alternative rock on a channel dedicated to the groundbreaking sound of independent music, Sirius XMU. Hi, I'm Lee Butler of Arcade Fire. Hey, it's Matt from The National. Where critically acclaimed artists meet new and interesting sounds from the underground. Something for your Explore the weird world of independent music on Sirius XMU, Channel 35, and streaming on the Sirius XM app. I'm Todd Borton, Weather Channel, with an interstate weather update. Take a look at the north-south interstates. We have abundant rainfall affecting your ride in Florida, all due to a tropical system bringing all that rain your way. So watch out for some localized heavy rain, as well as lowered visibilities along I-95 and I-75 in Florida. Elsewhere, looking at some shower storms along I-75 in parts of Georgia. Some heavy rainfall possible. Also affecting I-85 in the parts of Carolinas, Georgia, into Alabama. 
I-77, some scattered shower activity stretching all the way down from Ohio through the Carolinas. I-79, some scattered showers in the Rumble Thunder, Pennsylvania and West Virginia. I-81, we have general shower activity as well. Watch out for some spotty light rain that could work your way across the region along I-87. But we do have some gusty winds and some wet rain now for the eastern half of the U.S. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Window Drivers Choice on the Road Dog Series 7146. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now, now, back to trucking business and beyond. The show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rothsford. We're heading into the second hour of the program. Still plenty of time to get through 88-88 Road Dog. We're going to get back to the calls. Let's head off to Kansas. John, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Kevin, for taking my call. I have a question as a company driver. They're offering me 48 cents a mile uh, with practical, paying practical miles if I don't take per diem. But if I take per diem, it's 55 cents a mile under household mover miles. What's the better deal? Wow. They couldn't confuse this anymore if they tried. Um, let me figure out, because there's two totally different issues going on here. One is the per diem, which we'd have to do our own calculations on that. But they've also screwed it up by changing the practical for the household goods. So... If we say yeah, I just can't figure it out. If we say that household goods is let's say that it's off by twenty percent, I think that it's probably not that bad. But let's say that it was. So twenty percent of forty eight cents is roughly ten. Let's call it eight to be on the so forty eight so that gets us to roughly about 56 cents if we believe that household goods would be 20% wrong. You know, if it's going to short okay. you by 20%. So that gets us pretty close to even. I, I think I would be willing. Now, you could always go backwards and try to figure out how much mileage you've lost over time using household goods over practical. And then you'd have a better number to work with. But you can see how I just did the math. You know, if you went okay. back at, if you went back and looked and found out that household movers guide would short you by 10%, then, you know, you'd, you'd only have to add about $0.05 cents to that. We'd be at $0.53, cents, so the 55 sounds like a good deal. My guess is, okay. my guess is the carrier's already done all those numbers. And that 55 is probably just about even. You're, you're, you may make a little bit. You may lose a little bit. I have a feeling that number's going to be pretty close because I'll bet they've already done the math. So then okay. we have to look at the per diem. Now, a lot of carriers will ask their drivers to give up two cents off the mileage rate in order to get the per diem. If you have to give up two cents, it's almost never worth it. If you have to give up one cent, it usually is. And if you don't have to give up anything, it's always worth it. But it's hard to say okay. what, what you're giving up here because they've mixed up the two issues. 
Yeah, that's what confused me because I was making 48 cents a mile with practical miles, and they asked me to come in and sign a paper that they were going to start paying me per diem plus 55 cents a mile, and I just could not get a straight answer from anybody. Now, so it seemed like it's about a, a wash there. So, if they're going to pay 55 cents a mile, how much of the 55 cents is paid as per diem? Uh, that I don't know. Because that matters. That that would matter quite a bit. My guess is maybe it's the seven cents from the forty-eight to the fifty-five, but I'm just guessing. And there's another okay. really big factor here, and that is if if President Trump's tax proposals get pushed through the way he's asking, then I would jump all over the fifty-five cents in the per diem. And, and I, I'm not going to try to explain why right now because it would get a little complicated. And I, once the, the tax proposals go through, I will do a show where I explain each one of them. But if they go through the way that he's proposing, the per diem, getting paid per diem is going to become a lot more valuable. Okay, I appreciate it, and I'll keep listening for that show uh, when you're talking about per diem and all that pay. I'm really looking forward to that. All right, will do. Thanks for the call. I'm hoping we may have something to talk about in the next couple of weeks if uh, Congress can get together on this. That would be exciting. Let's go to Kentucky. Ken, welcome to the program. Kevin, as always, great program. Uh, I have a question about uh, tires. Um, I, I drive with 22-and-a-half-inch rubber, but what is the big deal about 24-and-a-half-inch rubber? I see so many drivers out here uh, driving with these uh, the bigger rubber, especially Canadians. Uh, you know, and they're just prehistoric as far as I can see. Uh, the higher weight, the reduced payload, the reduced fuel economy, higher cost per tire. I don't know if even they have to use bigger rims, but but my question is, uh, you know, you're out here to make money. Why are people insisting on using, uh, you know, heavier, bigger uh, rubber when really I don't see what the advantage is? So maybe you could lend uh, your... In, expert opinion and uh, your two cents worth in on this. I yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll jump in, but I, I think I'm in agreement with you. And unless we're talking about some specialized, maybe somebody needs to go off-road and they need more clearance or, I mean, some really minor examples where the 24.5s might make more sense, maybe a heavy haul kind of thing. I, even then, though, I, I just don't see it in most cases. This is just a holdover, and it just proves how slow this industry is to change. I, I'm trying to remember when I switched to 22.5s on all my trucks, and it was so long ago, I can't remember. And, and I, it, there was every reason to switch, all the reasons you just gave, less weight, less unsprung weight, uh, better rolling resistance, lower cost, and over time, the the casing credit you get for the 24.5s is almost nothing nowadays, so that just adds to your cost. There is virtually zero reasons to be running 24.5s these days. So this is all dinosaur trucking with uh, equal driven stupidity as the driver. 
Is that it? Yeah, it's either they're just not thinking, they're not looking at the numbers, they're just stuck in their ways. But I've, I've often said that about classic trucks. You know, when I started and fuel was 70 and 80 cents a gallon, uh, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. When fuel hits 4 and $5 a gallon, which it has and it will again, those classics cost you ten to $15,000 a year extra every single year just in fuel. And I couldn't understand what the advantage of a classic was. Well, that's great, Kevin. Thanks so much, and uh, you're doing a great job. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you for the call. I I am with you. I haven't talked about that in a while, but uh, the 22.5 tires, low-profile 22.5 tires, just make more sense all the way around. Now, somebody's going to send me a message or post something on Facebook and tell me that I'm an idiot because in their operation, the 24.5s work better. Maybe they do. And if they work better in your situation and you know that and you have the numbers, then knock yourself out. Or, hell, I don't care if you just like them. But the facts are the facts. That's not nearly as an efficient and cost-effective tire. Let's go to Kansas. Joe, welcome to the program. Kevin, how are you? Doing great. What's on your mind today? Well, the last gentleman on his 24-5 tires, here's your one comment, like you were saying. Sometimes there is a reason. I run 24-5. I do it for clearance because I have a low-slung trailer. So, you know, we all have reasons for some of the things we do, and sometimes it's just because, you know, we may not know any better. Well, but anyway, let, let me get to my – Yeah, let me – let yeah, me just sorry. yeah, let me just comment on that cuz that's what I said. There are some clear cases and clearance was one of them that I mentioned. I, I get it. I mean, you know, the way I I talk about how to do things it many times is generalized and you know, right. in your case you have a clear reason, you've thought it through, you know why you're doing it. Absolutely, then that's just good business. But when I see somebody running down the road in a classic with tall rubber pulling a van, uh, you know, and again, I, I'm. that's why you're in business. You get to make choices. But it's many times right. I see those same people who complain that rates aren't high enough, fuel is too expensive, the cost of ELDs is going to kill them. Well, you know, it, it, you get to do what you want in business as long as you can run it profitably and afford it. And if you are, then what are you complaining about? Right. Okay, I've got some questions on uh, N14. I'm going to be putting one into service. Never had one before. Anything you know of I should look for? Uh, You know. Yep, we'll talk about that right after this break. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. We'll be right back. We'll talk about that.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get right back to the calls. I was talking with Joe in Kansas. Um, Joe, you know, the beauty of the N14, it is probably the least complicated diesel engine we have, electronic. It's drop-dead simple. They are virtually bulletproof. They run forever. There's just not a lot. I mean, if, if you can, I'd get an oil sample if they haven't changed the oil. That tells us a lot. Um, depending on how much you're spending on the truck, if we could get it on a dyno, that could tell us a lot. But I, I would have no problems buying an N14 without any of those tests if I couldn't do them. Yeah, well, I already bought it uh, with the intentions of putting it on. And um, yeah, I paid ten five for the truck. And I'm sure it'll do me fine. But I was just basically curious. One thing I never heard people talk too much about was it's fuel economy. I currently run uh, a 2001 ISS, which I love. I've got great power, and I get very good fuel economy. I didn't know if an N14 is usually better or worse or about the same. You know, I do you low seven yeah, on you a know, regular it, basis, it, and I know – if I want to keep my foot out of it, I know I could run eight with my setup. It's really hard to compare engines because there's so many other factors. I, I, I don't think there's a diesel engine on the – well, I, I shouldn't say that. I, I tried with the Mercedes, and I just couldn't do it on that one, and the Volvo. So there are two that I have a hard time getting fuel economy out of, although we could make improvements to those. I think that the N14 – could get excellent fuel economy. We never really focused on it a lot. I spent most of my right. time working on the Series 60 and, and the, you know, the Cat. But I, there's no reason why we couldn't get eight-plus miles per gallon out of a, a well-spec truck with an N14. And nothing would stop me from shooting for nine. Right. Okay. Yeah, I was hoping maybe some guys might call in and, and – uh, say what they're doing. I've got a question too on um, the fuel separator on that needs to be replaced. It has a web. W-E-B is what it says on it. Would you switch that to a DAPCO? I have a DAPCO now, which I think is great, but I didn't know if there's if a web. I don't know if you ever heard of it. or I, I've seen them. I've never. Big difference. Yeah, I've never used one, so I can't give you any firsthand experience. I've always used the Davco or the Fast, one of the two. Yeah. Um, so it, okay. it's hard to beat either one of those. If you were going to switch out, I would stick with one of those. Um, okay. Other than that, I, I, I think you've got a great engine. Now, if you want to look up some numbers, are, are you a member of Fuel Gauges, our fuel mileage app? Yeah. Now, you yeah. know you, you can go in and search. If you do it, it's a little hard on the phone. But if you do it on your computer, yeah. on a laptop, go to the website. You could search for every truck in there that has an N14. Oh, good. Yeah, I forgot about that. Good. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yep. So you, you can go look okay. up all those numbers. All right. I've got a question now on changing the subject here on wealth and retirement. Now, when I was a kid, I'm, I'm close to 60 now, but when I was a kid and they started with, you know, save um, retirement accounts, they used to tell us, you know, you'll need about $2 million to retire at your, you know, the way you want to retire. Um, 
and I don't I don't have two million, but when when you're trying to save, um, at what point do you decide, okay, I've got enough or I don't have enough? And then, you know, we're always in the mode, at least I am, of growing my money. Um, I know they tell you today, even when you're retired, to keep, you know, keep some stocks and stuff for growth. Um, but, you know, if you start taking money out of your retirement, you know, all our life we've been putting in, it kind of seems counterintuitive that now you're going to take it out. I guess you have to suck it up and realize we're getting older and we're going to die. Um, but is there like a formula, you know, because, you know, like my house, my house is worth about five and a half, um, 500 of that is equity. Um, you know, I got about 350 in stocks and bonds and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, maybe in a few more years I could get up to that million mile mark or a million dollar mark, but do you, do you do something else? Like, is there a product? No. Other than well, there, to the, invest in the, and take dividends, the, or yeah, do you just start let, streamlining let, out? Let me get to that, because there's no one answer to this. I mean, if we got, and I, I right. you know, studied and, and passed the certified financial planner exam. I, I've done this for years. There are hundreds of formulas. I think most of them are worthless. Kind of like that $2 million number you heard. There's so many variables right. in that. Think back. Right. You were around in the early 1980s, right? Right. Remember mortgages were 17 and 18%, but you could also go buy right. a one-year CD and get a 12% return on it? Right. Now, see, if you were in that market again, and you had just a million dollars, forget the two million, if we were in that kind of market and you had a million dollars, you could now earn about $120,000 a year just on CDs with no risk. Right. I, I don't know if we're going to get back there. That's the problem. We can't, all these formulas have to make all kinds of crazy assumptions about what's going to happen in the future. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. So it's really hard. Uh, you know, the, the answer is the more money you have, the more choices you're going to have. But obviously saving a lot of money is difficult when you're paying bills and living. So it, there's always a balance. Now, there are a couple ways to approach this. If you get to a certain day in your life and you say, okay, I'm done. I, I don't want to work anymore. I, I will tell you that's not my model of retirement. That is that classic model where you get to some day and you say, okay, I have enough money. We never know if we really do or not, and I'm going to quit working today. Right. Well, first off, I think that's risky because we don't know if we have enough money. And two, I don't think I could handle that. I mean, the first couple of months might be okay, but I think I would get really, really bored really quickly without some reason to get up and something to go do. So I, I think yeah I don't see myself on a full retirement I a partial retirement you know doing something yeah is definitely yeah. where I'd be going right well and it's a lot safer because you still have some revenue coming in you're you're still out in the right. workforce and active you're still doing something it's not sitting at home counting your pennies hoping you know inflation doesn't go up too high it, it so 
I think changing our model of retirement helps that, you know, we're probably going to continue to do some work. Um, Hopefully it's work we really enjoy. And, you know, we'll balance that between how much money we have. Now, when we look at the pool of money, there's lots of options that the traditional way says, and you just mentioned this, that, well, maybe you should say in stocks to try to continue to grow your money. Well, you can do that, but look at what happens in a crash. Like, oh, one, you know, we had to wait till almost 07 or 08 for it to come back. Then we had a big crash in 08. Now, we got it back, but, you know, you could have some pretty rough years there if you're in retirement and counting on that money and we have that big crash. So a lot of it just depends on how much risk are you willing to take. There is a, a completely risk-free way to do this. And, and that is you can take all of the cash you have available and you can annuitize it. And what that means is you go to basically insurance companies, write annuities, and while you're accumulating money, I say stay away from annuities completely. But when you retire, you go to them with a pile of cash and you say, I'm going to give you all of this cash. And there's lots of different kinds of annuities with survivor benefits and all kinds of things. But basically, they say, okay, we'll take your cash. It's now ours. And we're going to give you X amount of dollars every month forever. And obviously, if you choose forever, the amount you're going to get each month is going to be lower because the insurance company is now assuming all the risk that they can invest that money and keep it growing but you now have a guaranteed revenue every month for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. The other thing you can do is you could reverse mortgage your house. And now you have a place. I don't like that. Well, you might want to look at it again. Now you have a place to live for the rest of your life with no risk. Right. Now, when, when it's done and you die, you have nothing left to leave to your heirs. The insurance company keeps the money. Whoever you got your reverse mortgage with gets the house. But I like that plan. I told my kids a long time ago, don't expect anything from me when I retire. I'm not giving you money. I'm going to try to give you as much knowledge as I can so you don't need my money. Right. Okay, well, that's good. to. I I didn't think about the annuitize. Um, All right. Um. I do have uh, a comment on the ELD. Uh, hold that thought, and I'll uh, I'll come back after the break, and I'll let you share that thought right after this. Yeah, I, I like the model of kind of annuitizing everything at some point. Virtually no risk. You have an income stream for the rest of your life. Reverse mortgage gives you a place to live for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. And then working to supplement the income. I think that's a much better model of retirement than our traditional model. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
limo down in the Big Easy. And that, my friends, is the Road Dog Trucking Radio Radio Check. Rest assured, wherever you are, we are. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Hi, I'm Bob Seidel, a team driver advisor at Schneider. I drove teams with Schneider for 16 years, and it's my goal to help new teams enjoy it as much as I did. Schneider Van Truckload team drivers can surpass $70,000 per year each, totaling five to 6,000 miles a week, plus automated transmissions and electronic logs. Bring a partner or let Schneider help you find one. Team sign-on bonus of up to $10,000 per driver. Join the Schneider team at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. The ELD mandate is coming up fast, but VDO Roadlog has you covered. Roadlog electronic logging devices are VDO certified and FMCSA registered, and they're the only ELDs to feature a built-in log printer to get you through inspections faster. With Roadlog, there's no need to hand over your phone or worry about data transfers. Just tap on the screen, and you get a paper printout that looks just like a traditional log and has all the data you need to get through inspection. Plus, Roadlog ELD. These are available without monthly fees. Roadlog ELD is easy to install, simple to use, and keeps your personal data private and secure. Video Roadlog was developed by Continental, a global leader in ELDs, with over 5 million electronic logging devices in use worldwide. So you can be sure they'll keep you compliant now and in the future. If you worry about the driving, leave the ELD mandate to Roadlog. Find out more at VDOroadlog.com. On the road, safety's everything. That's why Help Inc., provider of PrePass, has invested $700 million into making our roads safer. With PrePass way stations, bypass, and e-tolling, you avoid congestion around way stations and reduce the need to merge in and out of traffic. And transponders are hands-free to help you stay focused. We offer one month of free service to try before you buy. 888-559-PASS and use the promo code ROADDOG or visit prepass.com slash roaddog. 888-559-7277 or prepass.com slash roaddog. I'm Todd Borton, Weather Channel, with an interstate weather update. East-West Interstate, starting south, I-10. Shower storms will pick up in intensity along I-10 in Florida. I-20, scattered shower storms parts of the Carolinas and Georgia. I-40, shower storms from North Carolina and the parts of Tennessee, but the gusty winds are out there as well. I-64, we have some scattered shower storms. Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Kentucky. I-70, some scattered shower storms in Maryland and Pennsylvania. I-80, I-90, some scattered shower activity and some gusty winds. In Pennsylvania and parts of New York State as well, we also have some spotty lake effect rain showers and some gusty winds along I-96 and I-94 in Michigan. So just be careful along that ride. Really up and down the eastern seaboard, you're going to be dealing with some gusty winds, particularly in the parts of New England. And we're also going to be dealing with that shower activity picking up in intensity, especially heading through the overnights. Keep that in mind. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers Twice Now on the Road Dog Series. It's 146 and on the Series. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. I'm going to go back to Joe in Kansas. Joe, ahead, go ahead with your ELD comment. All right, I've got a couple things. I don't like it. I'm against it myself, but one of the main reasons is Big Brother. You know, now it's going to be in the computer all the time, how fast you're driving and all those things, that if they ever want to 
call you on it. I know companies do it. Uh, they will. It's something that a lot of guys accept, and I know you say it before. You know, we've had it with the hours of service since the 30s. We've accepted giving up some rights. But it's been on paper. The difference of paper compared to the computer, in my eye, the paper is like doing things virtual. You're not really doing it. You know what I mean? Now that the ELD with the electronics is there, there's a confirmed record second by well, second, well, minute hold, by minute. Hold on. Cause that's what people have to be careful of. Now, now I get that, but that's the, that's the problem with the argument. The regulation that the logbook is there to enforce was not virtual. It was not fungible. It, it was absolutely. Yeah, but in society. It, but, but hold on. In society today, the way that people work, you know, as human beings, we've been able to make adjustments because but, but there that's, was but no that's big my point. sitting in the passenger seat. But that's my point. The rules were never adjustable. The rules were absolute. Correct. So all we're saying over and over and over is we cheated the rules, and the logbook allowed yes. us to cheat the rules. Nobody ever said that yes. because it was a paper log, the hours were flexible. They were never flexible. And it's been quite some time now that there have been lots and lots of other records that exist that the officials are allowed to use to prove that you falsified your logbooks. They can use traffic cameras. They can use toll receipts. They can use right. you going through a scale. They can use a fuel receipt. They can use virtually any document they want to prove that. So it's no different. You were tracked and required to tell them every minute that you were on duty where you were. Nothing's changed. It's just a different no, logbook. it hasn't changed. You're, no, you're, you're right, but my point is that as human beings, we do things mostly the way we feel comfortable doing them. You know, we've, we all drive, we get tired, we want to take a nap. And that's the way, with the argument today, you would think, the, we know the hours of service are flawed. You would think that Congress or FMCSA would recognize that so many people are trying to do it differently. Well, hold on. Let me, say, let me address that. What are we missing? Let me, let me address that. Congress and the Go FMCSA, ahead. see, this is where I think the ELDs are going to be a really positive thing. We've had the hours of service since 1938. They very, they right. didn't even change till the early 2000s, ever. Now that they did change, we can't seem to make up our mind. But nobody has ever really addressed hours of service because they didn't have to because we cheated to make the system work. Correct. Now we will have to deal with the flaws in the hours of service. I'm actually to the point where I'm excited about it because we may finally see some real change to hours of service because now the, the, the problems are going to be glaring. But the problem is, Kevin, with anything we do with these government agencies, and I'll give you an example. There was a gentleman from FMCSA on one of the radio programs about a year ago, and people spoke to him and said, you know, we don't like this. We don't like the hours of service, this 
you know, the ELD, you know, is a problem for us. And his wording is, okay, if it's a problem, we'll do a study, we'll evaluate it, and then eventually we'll make the changes. Well, by the time they start and finish any of that, it's typically four to five years. And that's the problem I have is that in today's world, all right, we know everybody made adjustments to do it the way they were comfortable with. And now it's getting tougher and people are all changing their way of doing business. Instead of guys running out and back, now a lot of them do triangles. So they're changing their business mode to adopt with the proper hours of service. Now when they find out the hours of service are lousy, if they ever change it in four or five years, guys will be changing their business models again. That's one of the things that always haunts me. I change my business well, here, model to accommodate me and my customer. But it's difficult, you know, when the government keeps jumping in. Yeah, and you know what? That That's a – really, I think we tend to believe that they just pick on us in trucking. Government does that to every industry. I, I, I am – And that's why – I'm the guy that's been screaming for the whole time I've been on the air – Stop voting for the two big parties because there's not much difference between them. They are both big government right. parties. And start voting libertarian if you'd like to see less government, less restriction, less regulation. Start voting for, a, for parties and politicians that actually believe in less government. Right. Because the government... If any business you go into, oh, it's, you it's, ask people yeah, what's their it, biggest problem. The government. When I, it, whatever the business is. Right. Yes. If we can yeah. get the government out of the way, we can make money. That's Ab what they all say. A absolutely. That's where the fair tax came from. It came from a bunch of business people who were tired of spending all their business time and resources trying to avoid taxes. They want to eliminate the income tax so we could focus on business. So our problem is big government. This is just a symptom of big government. So if we want less regulation, and I certainly do, we have to start voting for parties and politicians that truly believe in less regulation. Now, I have to say, I did not vote for Donald Trump. I voted for the libertarian candidate. But of all the presidents I've ever seen, right now, Trump is acting more like a libertarian than almost anybody else I've ever seen. And it's pretty obvious because he's pissing off both parties. That's that's how you know when you're probably a libertarian. You, you piss off the conservatives and the liberals all at the same time. And that's kind of what Trump's doing right now. So let's uh, let's get to some phone calls. Let's go to Mississippi. Sherry, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Oh, regulations are you know, it's just not going to go today. To me, part of what we need on education is we have these drivers who come in and they come from other jobs and they, if, if they come from a service background, if they had been a waiter or a waitress where they already had that fluctuating income, they usually manage pretty well, and then if they go on to be owner-operators, they manage pretty well. Uh, but so many of them are used to 
I work so many hours and get so much money. I work a full schedule. I know I can count on this amount of money coming in. And that's, that's where they don't understand that when we take days off, when the weather gets bad and we have to shut down, break slows down, then you, you don't have that, that steadiness. They don't take their first, say, four paycheck, average it, and then subtract 15%, put that 15% away in a savings account to tide you through the flow. Uh, it, it, it comes down to the money management and having the right attitude toward that. Uh, to me, the same thing on the ELDs. I'm working on 22 years now. First time for the last four months I've been on an ELD. I don't feel pressured so much, but for me, as a solo female, I'm very particular about where I shut down for the night. So I can't change the rules. I can't change what the ELD is recording. So I put my flexibility in my route planning. You know, I, I don't, I don't like to work a full 11 hours to begin with because then I can't roll my logs in. I don't like to do a 34-hour reset because I feel like I'm missing the load. I prefer to roll my logbook by keeping my days shorter. It keeps me more rested. I get bored on a 34-hour reset, but I can be flexible about where I plan to stop, and that is a part of route planning. Route planning isn't just figuring out what road you're going to run. It's figuring out how, where and when you're going to take the break. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the last caller and, and now you, the, the, you know, talked a lot about change. And I, I don't know how you're ever going to avoid change, especially if you're in business. It is just a part of our world. And the people that succeed and tend to be happier are people that handle change well. And the people who are very frustrated and angry tend to be people that don't handle change well. We're heading into some serious changes in this industry, our economy, and our country. You might want to get ready. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothfuss. XM Comedy Greats 94 with replays on Raw Dog Comedy 99. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. Do you know the top three promotional items for driving new customers? We do. Do you know how to make your logo come alive and magnetically attract new, long-lasting customers? We do. And do you know how to ensure your logo is delivered on the right promotional items on time at a great price? We do. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Who are we? We're 4Imprint. 
the nation's leading team to make your logo shine on your choice of thousands of promotional items. And right now, we want to share with you for free the top three promotional items for driving new customers. Discover them now by texting ACT77 to 88988. Let us show you what a difference the right promotional items can make to help grow your brand. With 4imprint, you'll get high-quality products, exclusive items, popular brands, on-time delivery, and outstanding customer service. That's what we do. Discover the top three promotional items for driving new customers by texting ACT77 to 88988. That's ACT77 to 88988. What is the future you doing right now? The answer is driving for UPS. UPS is hiring tractor-trailer drivers nationwide. Tractor-trailer drivers at UPS are paid competitively and receive weekly and attendance bonuses in select locations. Drivers typically work weekdays and get to spend the weekends at home. Applicants must be 21 or older and have a valid CDL. Apply now at upsjobs.com. That's upsjobs.com. How does the future you become a tractor-trailer driver? Get there at upsjobs.com. Are you looking for a job or looking for a better one? Are you tired of applying for a job only to feel like your application fell into a black hole? Then you need to try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter understands how frustrating it can be to apply for a job and never hear back. And that if you've taken the time to apply, you deserve to know where you stand every step of the way. When you apply for a job on ZipRecruiter, you can choose to get status updates. These alerts will let you know when your application has been received and when a real-life person has actually viewed it. And if you don't get the job, you'll know when it closes so you can move forward to the next opportunity. Knowing where you stand keeps you in control of your job search. That's what makes ZipRecruiter the smartest way to get hired. To find a job you love today, download the top-rated ZipRecruiter app on iPhone or Android. Or get started at ZipRecruiter.com slash skills. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash skills. Once again, head to ZipRecruiter.com slash skills. If you got it, I'll bet just about anything that a truck brought it. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Series XM. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to head right back to the phones. We are off to Rochester. George, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How's everything uh, handling and going along this afternoon? How are you? Good, good. Great to hear from you. What's on your yeah, mind I today? Just, uh, just, I wanted to make a comment. Yeah, Jim uh, called earlier regarding his uh, oil sample. Um, I'm pretty proud and happy to say that uh, that was my first truck I started with five years ago when I came to the CNC with it. I uh, bought that truck um, in Denver, Bob Tails came over with a CNC. I remember being white as a ghost as uh, Chad checked out the front end, had to put kingpins in it, uh, freaking out. I remember also got my first oil sample on the truck, had a fuel dilution issue at the time. Um, remember talking to you and Bruce, that was when they did a different testing process of the fuel dilution. Right. Um, but I said, you know what, I'm going to ride this truck out and see, let's change oil and see, because the gentleman I bought it from, he hadn't run it in a few, a few months and, um, it'd been parked and started up to warm it up. You know what? Never had a fuel dilution issue after that. 
Wow. Um, and I never did anything. Never did injectors, never did anything. Uh, Jim and I, uh, he first contacted me probably, say, June or July um, about buying the truck. Um, my first test was I, I wanted to talk him out of it. He has young kids. He had a very, very good job that, I'll be honest with you, uh, I'll, I'll say 80-plus percent of the guys out here aren't making the money that he was making with a company job. Right. But he said he wanted to go places, he wanted to do more, and then he decided, nope, I'm not going to buy it. Well, things changed at work. He was like, you know, I want to go somewhere further in my life. I want to do it. We talked, told him everything I did about the truck, uh, did to the truck, and, you know, it worked out well. And, you know, the, for me, the biggest satisfaction, I had a lot of naysayers out there saying, oh, the truck with 1,396,000 miles, yeah, that, that truck's done. It's toast, <laughs> it's worn out, it's not worth anything. Right. He has already generated more revenue than he paid for the truck. Well over that. You know, it, we talk that, a ton. Uh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, that, that to me is so exciting because I remember when you got that truck and brought it, how you were getting started in. You know, I, I've been recommending those kind of trucks forever, and, and I just just happened to be scrolling through Facebook and saw a post, and it was about something completely different. But three or four guys all jumped in and said, why the hell would you ever listen to this guy? He's the one telling these new drivers to buy all these old trucks. What a dumb idea. And yet I have story after story. You paid, what, 15000 for the truck? And yep. how much revenue have you generated with that truck? Uh, I went. I, I didn't look. Went on to look. I, I was thinking it was over eight hundred thousand. I'm thinking it's closer to nine, nine and a quarter. <laughs> um, I didn't open up QuickBooks <laughs> to verify. Yeah. Um, and let's let's also clarify. I bought that truck with a million fifty-five thousand miles on it, and I sold it with a million three hundred ninety-six thousand. Well, that tells me a couple things. Um, one, you were pulling some really high-dollar freight, which is awesome, and, and you were able to do that with a much older truck, and obviously your customers were happy. Um, so it certainly sounds like a winning proposition to me. Uh, we did well, and let's also clarify one thing on that with those numbers, too. Um, people have a hard time understanding a lot of what our business model is. Me coming from sales and doing a great deal all, all of our freight is direct um, with customers as we're working to build that. There is some of the high-dollar freight we move, but I can easily say 45 to 50% of our miles are empty. We go to deliver, we come back. And, um, you know, if we get something, it just sweetens the pot. But, you know, there's so many people that, you know, and I want to clarify what I mean by saying those miles are empty. That is all miles of where we stand on our numbers, you know, we're working this year to work to fill those voids. If it works for us, we will um, to sweeten the pot that much more. But, you know, I tried to explain to somebody one time, they're like, oh, well, if you have 50% empty, you got to cut that number in half. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. No. Those are the numbers. <laughs> you know, and we're not working the trucks real hard. But, Jim, I mean, I spent a lot of time staying in touch with him. And I said to him, I said, listen, you're buying a used truck. Yes, it's a risk. I said, trust me, Kim and I were sick to our stomachs five years ago. And you're going to feel that way. But you better feel that way. You better be nervous. You better be scared. This is a business. But this is a truck that is just a bridge to get you started. Get up and running. Get rolling. I mean, he called me just um, 
two days ago, I think we were talking, three days. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, I'm taking some time off. I'm in a wedding. I'm, you know, it's got $1.4 million on it, and I, I'm just going to have the transmission done. I've got the money. And I said, you know what? That's probably not a bad idea. I said, well, what prompted you? He goes, ah, the ship's just kind of sloppy. And, and, but he also said, and I've got the money. Right. Yep. You know, hey. he knows where he's going. And, I mean, that the truck did um, – when we pulled the sample prior to him buying it, it had a higher sodium level. But Ben called me from OPS, went over the sample, and he goes, yeah. And I said, well, wait a minute, Ben. I said, that truck has not really been run since April. I started up. He goes, oh, what else did you do? I said, well, we changed the water pump. I mean, could we have gotten some coolant dumped or released right into the crankcase? He goes, oh, absolutely. He goes, run it. Let's pull the sample. Hold the next sample, and you see where he stands. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously you know. uh, it was. I, I I can almost guarantee it was the uh, fuel pump, um, and it looks like those uh, numbers are just going to continue to go down. So I think he's still got a really solid truck. He's obviously got a good business plan, and he's got you helping him. I see another success story we'll be talking about in a year or two. Oh yeah, he he's gonna do great. And and he even said to me the other day, he goes, you know, I'm out here busting my ass. And he goes, no, no, I'm I'm not. He said I'm just doing my job and <laughs> taking care of people. And I said to him, that's all it takes. And I so right. many people get so mad at me saying, George, you make it sound like it's so easy. Just take care it, of these people. I said they that's it, all they want. This <laughs> industry is so underserved. It's pathetic. It, it it is that easy. And I I know you were following the conversation in there. You know and. Honestly, the the guy, when he first made the comment, I thought he was just being a smartass when he said, well, I, I'm not going to give until I get. And I thought, God, that is so absolutely backwards. Nothing works that way. You always give first. You do the hard work first. The rewards come later. You have to sow before you reap. I, I could just go on and on and on. But the more questions that guy asked, the more I realized he's not being a smartass. He really he really wants to just understand, but it also points out how little business understanding we have in this industry. You know, his questions kept oh, wow. getting better and better. He kept saying, okay, well, what if I've done all that and I'm still not getting paid as much as I think I should? Well, find a different customer then. Find a niche. Find how you provide your value. But honestly, his questions were getting better. But, yeah, but, I mean, there's so many people out there that don't understand, you know, a reputation and your integrity is earned. It is not something that just because you drive a truck and <laughs> you can back up, hey, you're good. Yeah, right. So, so are you know hundreds, of, hundreds of thousands of other guys. Right. But it just it's it's maddening. You know, I mean, I'm I think this year now, where did I stand when I looked? I think I'm at forty-two thousand miles myself for the year. Um, we've now got two trucks in addition to mine. I'm about to buy a third one. I mean, I, I talked to you about that Max you just bought in um, in April. And you know what? That was a diamond in the rough that we found. Oh, yeah. I've done little to anything. Yeah, you know? that was. Y you know, not to take anything away from what you've done. What you've done has been amazing. But you're a good example of what I've tried to get across to people is that if you have been a truck driver, then an owner-operator, and you want to go out and be an independent, and whether you're going to work with brokers or certainly if you're going to try to work customer direct, the biggest skill set you're probably lacking is sales. 
and there are people who believe they're just good at sales. Well, that would be like people believing they're just good at driving a truck. You might have some basic skills that help, but you still need to go learn how to be really good. And freight sales is pretty competitive. You've been there. You had all that experience. You've been through the training. And that's why your skill set, and I'm going to say your skill set was you needed to learn how to drive the truck, but that isn't even really true. You knew how to drive the truck for years. So you had the right skill sets to go into this and succeed. I try to convince these guys, if you want to go do this, go invest in some good sales training. You know, Kevin, we, um, and, and you, you know, because you've seen, um, you know, we're still using profit gauges, but I mean, consistently for the first three years, I had 25% growth. We added the second truck in um, pretty much for the full year of 2016, we had had 130% growth. To see that amount of growth with my, my miles that I drove down 10% from the previous year, Guys aren't seeing over 100% growth when they add a second truck. They, they think they are. They dream they are. And, um, you know, then we added the third truck here in May, and uh, October 3rd, we surpassed last year's numbers. You know, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, well, and, and you are – so I'm going to come back to you after the break because I, I don't want to rush this, but you are so well positioned for what we are heading into right now. It's got to be exciting. We'll come back. We'll talk about that a little bit more right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Protecting your investment. Fishing, hunting, conservation. Rural lifestyle is the outdoor lifestyle on Rural Radio 147. Professional bull riding, rodeos, highlights, and live action from across North America. The number one source for Western sports. Rural Radio 147. Whether it's Western sports, hunting, and fishing, or the latest in ag markets, Rural Radio 147 will take you there. Rural Radio 147. Or listen on your phone with the Sirius XM app. Hi. I'm Dan Workman from Landstar's Heavy Specialized Services. Landstar, the nation's premier platform carrier, is looking for quality owner-operators who are interested in quality flat, step, heavy, or specialized freight. At Landstar, you'll find unmatched access to freight and big savings on straps, binders, chains, fuel, tires, and more. Find out why more owner-operators choose to make Landstar homes by calling 877-472-0099 or visit us at leasetolandstar.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be, well, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them with its powerful technology. ZipRecruiter distributes your job everywhere it needs to be to find the right candidates. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. 
used by businesses of all sizes. ZipRecruiter offers the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash try free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash try free for your free trial. ZipRecruiter.com slash try free. Sirius XM Scream. Your soundtrack for Halloween. Sirius XM Scream. On now on channel 145 or listen online on the Sirius XM app. Todd Borkin Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. Take a look at the north-south interstates. We have abundant rainfall affecting your ride in Florida. All due to a tropical system bringing all that rain your way. So watch out for some localized heavy rain as well as lowered visibilities along I-95 and I-75 in Florida. Elsewhere, looking at some showered storms along I-75 in parts of Georgia. Some heavy rainfall possible. Also affecting I-85 in the parts of Carolinas, Georgia, and Alabama. I-77, some scattered shower activity stretching all the way down from Ohio through the Carolinas. I-79, some scattered showers in the Rumble Thunder, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. I-81, we have general shower activity as well. Watch out for some spotty light rain that could work your way across the region along I-87. But we do have some gusty winds and some wet rain uh, for the eastern half of the U.S. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers Choice Mountain Road Dog Series 7146. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now, now, back to trucking business and beyond. The show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rothsford. We're heading into the third and final hour of the program. Still some time to get through. I'm going to get back to the calls. I'm going to go back to Rochester. George, go ahead. Yeah, um, one thing I wanted to mention, I had a good friend of ours, ironically, um, my daughter's stepdad. Um, obviously married my, my ex-wife, and um, he has a very successful steel business. A few years ago, he said to me, because he, he would give me moves if he had them and this and that. So we got talking. He goes, listen, he said, I had a gentleman that was a very successful business owner. He said to me, he said, to be successful in business, you need you want three things you need are a good banker, a good accountant, and a good lawyer. I can't stress enough about those, especially the first two. The lawyer, you hope you don't need. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, from a banking standpoint, I mean, as we work here to build – you know, we transitioned much of our business from the credit union um, that has done wonderful things for us, given us great rates on, you know, when we buy a car, you know, buy a car and get 1.75% interest. You know, I even went to the bank today and I said, listen, I want to pay off my pickup. And, and Sarah looks at me, she goes, why? Yeah. <laughs> Did you realize how cheap this money is? Right. She goes, use it for other things. Um but, you know, then we transitioned more to a more of a traditional business bank, if you want to say. They've done – they see what our cash flow is. They see the statements. They're calling all the time saying, okay, well, let, let's help you do this. What about this? Would you like a line of credit? Um, we haven't set it up just because – you know what? I'm, I, I'm liking just paying cash for things right now. 
but I see as we grow, that's going to continue. But the one that I put the most value on is our accountant. Chris has done a dynamite job. He's a great accountant all the way around. He understands the transportation and the trucking side. I mean, he sees what we're doing. Um, we were delayed this year on getting our taxes done, and we just talked recently. He goes, okay, he said, listen, he said, you're growing a ton. He said, but you're going to kind of reach a point where you don't need to buy more equipment. He said, I see that you bought three trailers this year. You bought another truck. You want to buy another truck, and that totally makes sense. He said, but eventually you need to, you know, um, you know, plan on paying more in taxes. Right. Especially being right. from New York. But, I mean, he has just been dynamite. I mean, he comes to us in the fourth quarter of every year saying, okay, I'm prepping you for retirement. We need to do this. This is why. You and, know, you know it, it, but there's so many in this industry that don't do that. You know, and here's a big part of why. Uh, first off, they don't have an accounting system to even begin with. So what's the point in having an accountant? Because there's nothing for him to look at. And many of them will say, well, I, I don't, they don't even have enough money to manage. I mean, if they're paying the bills, they're, they, they're doing okay. The problem is those are the same guys that will say, well, I've been an owner-operator for 30 years, and they still really don't have anything because they're, they're still not running the business by the numbers. They don't understand how important that is. And if you don't have numbers, who needs an accountant? Well, and some of my thought is, you know, what what is the point of having a business if when it's all done and over and you're ready to cash out, if you want to say, what do you have, an old truck, an old trailer, and, and more? Well, you know, I mean, businesses, when you want to sell, they want to buy on your assets and they want to buy on your receipts. Yeah. If, you know, and I want to say this right here. We have never factored. I don't understand why people. Do it. I don't get it. It blows my mind. This is simple math, but yet there's guys out there that factor. There's people out there working for trucking companies that factor. Are you out of your mind? You know how I feel about but factoring. They don't have a justification, but you know. Yeah, you, you know how I you know, feel he, about it. Kevin, I, here, here's the thing. My, go ahead. Well, he, here's my stance on it. My buddy Joe and I were talking about it. If you want to join in. I want to start a factoring company. There's too much money to be made. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we can start a really, sister. I mean, come on, think about it. If, we, you, if you come up, you know, if you started and put a hundred grand into it, and just had three drivers or oh, three yeah. carriers, whatever. Oh yeah. I, it's. It, I'll do that all day long. Yeah, and we could have a sister company that does payday loans because they're about the same. Exactly. And, you know, you know how I feel about you know, factoring. But, and but when I try to point this out, people scream that I have the math wrong and I'm 100 percent correct on my math. And they scream that, oh, well, there are benefits to it. And, uh, you know, look, run your business any way you want. But I just don't see the point. Just to, to give an example, what did you say you were getting like one and a half percent on a car loan? That is like yeah. that. That's yeah. like a that's so these guys will say, well, I'm factoring at three or four or five percent. That's no big deal. But if we compared that to your car loan, your car loan ends up being like point zero one percent per month. Now, it's made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, point like point zero one percent per month. Right. Just you know, but it. Um, 
you know, we have been very fortunate. I mean, you know, have I had some customers that, that stretch things out? Yeah, yeah, I've had a couple go to 30 and 45, but I am on the phone with them every week. What's going on? What's the problem? And I've said to them, you know, I had one, one guy say to me, he goes, geez, you know, why, why do you keep calling? I said, listen, <laughs> I can't go to my fuel company and my insurance guy and say, hey, hold off. I'm about to get paid. This is, I said, this is business. This is a friendship. And, you know, we need to have set with our customers unless otherwise agreed to. And a couple have at 30 days. And at 31 days, I'm calling saying, what's the holdup? You wanted 30. We have 15 days. I can honestly say, you know, 80% of our customers are at 15 days. I have one account. I'll send, you know, we don't send backup. I don't have to send DRs and bill yep. ladies and right. all that. Right. Send an invoice is done. Invoice it on, on Sunday, Monday. Send it over on, you know, via email. She prints it. The fastest check I've ever gotten was Wednesday. The latest has been a uh, Saturday via mail. Yeah, that and you know that that's because you having agreements with these people. Exactly, you've built a real business. You work with your customers. It, it's a partnership. You're providing them a service, and that's what's missing. So many times when owner operators become independents, they still run like they're leased to somebody, and all that other stuff's being taken care of. It, it shocks me that they don't even realize who their customers are, and if I point out. Based on the way you're operating, the broker is your customer. Then they freak out, but that's the model they chose. Mm-hmm. Well, well and, and, you know, there's there's so much good out there, but one thing I want to say, and, and we have done this um, as our business has worked to evolve, and now I'm targeting more back to the specialized side, which is what I started with. But don't be afraid to evolve to the customer's needs. But you have to have your listening and your eyes open to look for the opportunities. Um, you know, one of our biggest accounts right now was somebody that four years ago, I was like, nope, don't want to do anything. Well, guess what? They have some change in command. Things turned around. You know, we're doing dedicated logistics for them. And they, they do nothing but praise us. Wow, you're making our life easy. And, you know, it's out there. It is. But it, you've and got to, you know, you have to look and you have to listen. And I think there's about to be a whole lot more of it out there with everything we're going through. So, like I said, I'm going to cut you loose. I think you, uh, you are very well positioned. And that's really my point in all of this. I, I'm not posting those things to just start, you know, arguments. I, I'm posting it to try to get the attention of the people that I think can and will change if they're given the right knowledge. I, I want to help people because I see so much opportunity coming. I want to help people get prepared for that opportunity. I, I'm excited. Um, I, I can't wait for next year and see what happens in this industry. I think it's going to be a very exciting time. Let's go to... Augusta. Jim, welcome to the program. Well, my apologies, but you're going to have to remind me of who I called. <laughs> Just joking with you. Just That's all right. What's on, what's uh, on your mind today? Well, I called about monkey brittle. We've got that issue taken care of. But I, I did want to, and, and this is, you know, wasting your time, so I'll be extra quick or try to be. Uh, we bought about 
uh, four 2017 trucks in the last couple of weeks, and I like to listen to your program. Even though we're not in the trucking business, there's a lot to be learned by just listening to people. But I noticed that two of the trucks came with disc brakes. Ah, congratulations. And they were not well, they were not ordered with that. As soon as I saw them, I immediately thought of you, and I said, if I can do it one day, I'm going to call him and uh, ask his opinion and wonder why those trucks just arrived with disc brakes. And uh, they were not special orders. Yeah, well, le- there's the... There's there's the music. Let me uh, let me get to a break, and I'll come back and tell you exactly what is going on with that. Right after this, stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. $500 a month in your budget. 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MediShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your health care, and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other health care plans. So seriously, think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing. MediShare works. It has 250,000 members, and it's growing fast. With MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in either, and that is a beautiful thing too. So here's how you can find out more, and you might actually wind up saving even more than $500 a month. So check into it. Here's the number. Call 844-61-BIBLE. That's 844-61-BIBLE. Now available in Montana. Call 844-61-BIBLE. Here's an important message to anyone who owns a diesel car, truck, or tractor. Diesel additives deliver vital protection and maximum performance for your diesel. Your diesel requires specific technology. Additives that can be used in both gasoline and diesel fuel don't deliver on the technology diesel engines require. That technology can be found in Diesel Clean plus Cetane Boost from Power Service. Diesel Clean is a complete injector cleaner and performance improver designed just for diesels. Diesel Clean cleans dirty injectors, provides vital lubricity to the fuel injection system. It boosts Cetane to restore lost power, smooth rough running engines, and improve fuel economy up to 8%. Visit PowerService.com to learn about our exclusive year-round maintenance schedule to ensure peak performance of your diesel. Find Diesel Clean at auto and farm and ranch stores nationwide. Power Service. 
made just for diesels. Guys, do you have trouble finding dress shirts that fit? You search the store for hours, but nothing fits. So you settle for a shirt that fits around your neck, but it's too big around your waist. Stop compromising. Join the thousands of men who've switched to Proper Cloth. In just seconds with 10 simple questions, propercloth.com generates your custom shirt size. Stop spending hours trying to find your fit. Start looking your best. Visit propercloth.com and use code RADIO to save $20 on your first custom fit shirt. Proper Cloth, perfect fitting shirts for everyone. Road Dog Live with J.C. Phillips. It's going to be some great conversation. It's only going to be that way if you join us on the show. Weekdays from 4 to 7 p.m. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. I'm going to go back to Jim in Augusta. So, Jim, here's what's happening. And and this kind of happened with cars, if you remember. There was a time when we were in the transition and you might be able to order disc brakes on a car. But then eventually they just became standard. And that's what's happening with trucks. Uh We've been able to order them now for about a decade but you're starting to see it become standard on some models, so you don't even have to order it. That's just what comes with it. But it is a far superior braking technology. You know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, we won't be talking about disc brakes. They'll just be standard on everything. Yeah. Well, I've I heard you say that before on the program, and uh, it's, as I said, as soon as I saw that, I said, well, that's interesting because that's the first one in 30 years that I've seen like that. But I will say this, and this doesn't mean anything, but uh, that was the most aggravating experience that I have <laughs> ever had trying to buy something was trying to get those trucks and get them where they would work. Really? I mean, one of them came in. Yeah, one of them came in, uh, a Peterbilt, with the fuel tank was not even totally welded up. It was in the shop. They put fuel in it, and it was just pouring out fuel. And I had to get into an argument with them just to re- uh, replace the fuel tank. And I told them, I said, I'll pay for it. I said, don't need to worry about it. <laughs> right. Just get it fixed. And yeah. it was just. And, and then there was an ordeal with trying to get a wet line and a headache rack put on. I would rather buy a used truck. Uh, and you can't, you can't get any information out of them. I asked you about this, and uh, and I followed your instructions, and I still don't have an answer. I had a, a, a tractor that was and trailer that was stolen that I had put Pittsburgh power mufflers on. I'd put those routine shocks on there, and it's a triaxle tractor. I put uh, the routines on each position that needed a shock, which wasn't cheap. So they stole my shocks. They stole my profit gauge. Oh. Uh, and I was, I just put that stuff in there just to say I had it, you know. But, yeah. Uh, and, but the, the trucks that uh, that I have now, I can't use Pittsburgh power mufflers on them. Right. And it doesn't make any sense to me because I believe I mentioned to you 
that on one of the Peterbilt, the two stacks are connected. Right. On another Peterbilt, they're not connected. <laughs> they are typical, and nobody can tell me why. Um, just cost. And nobody can tell me if I can use the Pittsburgh Power Muffler. No, you can't. I can answer both those questions. One, it's just cost. It was cheaper not to, and there's no real advantage to dual exhaust anymore because the the one-box unit that does all the emissions now creates so much back pressure that it's just a waste Uh to have dual exhaust other than if somebody wants it for looks. And you can't use a, a, a muffler anymore because... We don't have mufflers anymore. We have that one box that does all the emissions, right. and, and you can't mess with that. So the good news is these these new trucks are running much better. They're staying running. They're getting really good fuel economy. We're not completely out of yeah. the woods yet, but we, we've come a long way. Well, I sure don't like the way they sound, and that sounds like somebody that is in the trucking business. I don't like the way yeah. it sounds. <laughs> no, that you know, we we all like that, uh, you know, that sweet sounding engine with the rumble yeah. and and yeah, those those days are gone. Yeah, well, no, I'll find me another old one that's uh, pre-emission that will be like the one that got stolen, and I can make all the noise that I want to. That's do. right. But I won't take up any more of your time. I hadn't. Uh, had an opportunity to speak with you in a month or so. I was on the way back from the farm. I said, I'm going to give him a call and get me some uh, 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 monkey brittle while I'm at it. Well, so, there, uh, there, thank you very much. And you have a pleasant evening. Well, you you too. Thank you. I always appreciate it. Always good talking to you. Have a great afternoon. Let's go to Tennessee. Jim, welcome to the program. Hello, I have a question about the uh, Pittsburgh Tower uh, tune-up. I mean, uh, what does it involve? Uh, what does it actually do? So, are we talking about their ECM tuning? Yeah, it's ECM. Uh, I didn't know if it was ECM or EGR, exactly what it is. Well, the reason I ask is is they've developed several programs over there, and I just want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. They do have kind of what they call their emissions tune-up, which roughly at about 250,000 miles, they, they recommend doing that. And what they do is they go all through the emission system. They pull out all the sensors and replace many of the sensors or clean them up, get all the soot out of the system, and that keeps that emission system working really well because it's the soot that really screws everything up in there. So they test all the sensors, replace or clean, and and doing that about every 250,000 miles will really reduce those emission problems that you see. And and I have heard that called their emissions tune-up. So that's one thing. But if we're talking about their ECM tuning, that's something very different. Um, That is where they take the the ECM itself, the brains, the computer, and they go in and tweak all the settings based on what you're looking for. You're looking for more horsepower, more torque, better fuel economy, a little bit of everything, um, you know, cleaner emissions, better throttle response. 
there are so many things that we can change in that ECM. You can take an engine that came from the factory at 430 horsepower and you can turn it up to 700 horsepower just in the ECM alone. No mechanical changes whatsoever. No, I if I'm right or wrong. Uh, I've heard that if you increase the horsepower more, it makes the uh, drive, eat your drive tires faster. Well, yes and no. Um, if you increase your horsepower, you could lose fuel economy, but you can actually gain fuel economy. It all comes down to your right foot. Okay. See, remember, most of these trucks are programmed for fleet specs. They're programmed for fleet drivers, drivers who may not have a lot of experience, so they put a lot of control into the ECM itself. Whereas for an owner-operator, we'd rather drive the truck, not let it drive us. So, yeah, if you put a bunch of horsepower to the ground and you're always getting into the throttle, yeah, you're going to go through your drive tires faster. But if you have a lot of horsepower and torque and you use it properly, easy on the throttle, easy on the shifting, then your, your tires will last just as long as they always have but we can actually have more efficient horsepower to get us up the hill. Now, um, does this, this tune-up cleaning thing, does it keep it from throwing codes? Because like, say you got an engine that just keeps throwing codes. I mean, we'll just clean that up. It usually does. Sometimes it, if they've got a, a trouble engine that is throwing a lot of codes, you might end up going back a time or two until they really figure out what it is. But a lot of times when they're in there, the codes are coming from these sensors that are all gunked up with soot. And that's what they're going to go through there and clear out. So a lot of times they'll get it the first time. Once in a while you may have to go back. You may still get a code or two here and there. But if you keep that emission system really clean the way it should be, you won't get nearly as many codes. Right. That's what I was wondering because I know that if um, – I don't know if you anything, know anything about that, um, that Lucas cleaner they have that – supposed to clean up they said use it between every oil change i don't know if you know anything about that product or yeah or anything. I, I, i'm not a big fan of additives but throwing something like that in maybe three or four times a year might be worth it you know i i, I don't like fuel additives where they claim you should put it in every tank because you're going to get better fuel economy i've tested all those they don't work but lucas what they're after is kind of cleaning out that emission system, and I haven't really tested it, but I, I've always been pretty happy with Lucas products. Yeah, because I was looking at it the other day. They said, uh, using too much won't hurt, but they said it, um, about every oil change or so, it's supposed to clean the DP, DPF, the DPF system up. Yeah, it, you know, it, it might be worth trying um, a couple times a year. I don't know that I would do it all that often, but a couple times a year might not be a bad idea. But the, the tune-up of taking the emission system apart, pulling out the sensors, that is really helping a lot. Let's go to South Dakota. Tom, welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Kevin. Um, I'm a new owner-operator uh, as of about May this year and uh, actually doing fairly well. I just have a, a couple of questions comment on the okay uh, hold hold that thought i wasn't paying attention the clock snuck up on me congratulations on being a new owner operator that's exciting 
And we'll come back and get to your questions right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rothenberg. is the Road Dog Trucking Radio Radio Check. Rest assured, wherever you are, we are. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Professional truck drivers. Schneider is now hiring regional and over-the-road drivers in our tanker division. Schneider tanker drivers can earn close to $80,000 per year with recent line haul pay increases. Plus, multiple home time options, a huge and growing freight base, most tractors have automated transmissions, and two-thirds of loads are non-hazardous. Free tanker training and limited time sign-on bonuses. Learn more about Schneider's regional and over-the-road tanker driving jobs and bonuses. Apply at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. Hey, owner-operators, you could win accounting, bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax consulting free from American Truck Business Services. As long as you're driving a truck for official rules and to enter for a chance to win, go to atbs.com radio. As the largest tax and accounting firm for owner-operators, ATBS helps eliminate the stress that comes with running a business. For a chance to win free services for the rest of your career, enter at atbs.com radio or call 866-920-ATBS. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Equifax, the credit bureau, breached. 143 million of you had your personal data exposed. Retired FBI agent Art Fitzenmeyer warns that a crime wave called home title fraud may be coming. The Equifax breach likely exposed your home's title and loan records. Cyber thieves can see the equity you have in your home, and they want it. And because everything's online, they simply forge a few documents with your signature, refile, and take over title. Then they borrow money on your home and drain all your equity. You won't even know until you get hit with foreclosure notices. Look, no identity theft protection or homeowner's policy covers this. Home Title Lock does. Just pennies a day helps protect your most valuable assets, your home. Put an online barrier around your home's title with Home Title Lock. Sign up and get your home's title history a $60 value free. Visit HomeTitleLock.com and use promo code PROTECT. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code PROTECT. I'm Todd Borton with a channel with an interstate weather update. East-west interstate starting south, I-10. Shower storms will pick up in intensity along I-10 in Florida. I-20, scattered shower storms parts of the Carolinas and Georgia. I-40, shower storms from North Carolina into parts of Tennessee, but the gusty winds are out there as well. I-64, we have some scattered shower storms. Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Kentucky. I-70, some scattered shower storms in Maryland into Pennsylvania. I-80, I-90, some scattered shower activity and some gusty winds. In Pennsylvania and parts of New York State as well, we also have some spotty lake effect rain showers and some gusty winds along I-96 and I-94 in Michigan. So just be careful along that ride. Really up and down the eastern seaboard, you're going to be dealing with some gusty winds, particularly in the parts of New England. 
And we're also going to be dealing with that shower activity picking up in intensity, especially heading through the overnights. Keep that in mind. I'm Todd Bork with Cut the Weather Drive twice now on the Road Dog Series. It's 146 and on the Sears. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. we got about 30 minutes left. I'm going to get right back to some phone calls. I'm going to go back to Tom in South Dakota. Tom, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was telling you, I'm a new owner-operator. Uh, as of about May this year, I, I bought a truck from uh, who I was driving for. Doing really well as a company driver. But um, I'm looking uh, forward towards tax season. As a company driver, I was paid per diem and and uh, wage as well. Uh, is there any way, if you're uh, to claim a per diem pre-tax on for Social Security, Medicare, and that, if you're a sole proprietor? Yes. In fact, that is the way. What's going to happen as a sole proprietor? You will file a Schedule C on your tax return. As a company driver, your per diem happened on Schedule A. But as a, as a company owner or an independent, you'll do it on Schedule C, which means your per diem comes off of the business profit and loss before you pay Social Security and Medicare, which is also referred to as our self-employment tax. So, yes, you, you will get full credit for your per diem against um, Social Security, Medicare, and income tax. Excellent. Because <laughs> I've been told by quite a few people that you really can't claim that and, and have that exempt from the Social Security Medicare. Oh, absolutely. That's so the standard. That That's not even like a loophole or a workaround or, I mean, that that's just how the tax return works. Your profit and loss for the business includes all of your deductions, which per diem is one of them, and then we calculate the self-employment tax on the bottom line. So you're getting full credit for everything you spend money on in the business. Well, that's, uh, that's actually good. Uh, it's amazing how much bad information you can get from people. Yeah, it, uh, it so is. A, I've been trying to figure out on my tax deposits uh, on, on what to do. I tend to overpay. I, and I overpaid my income tax this year. My down payment paid the previous year. But, let me... Um, let me give you a pretty good formula. It, it, it's not foolproof, but it's going to keep you pretty close. So I, I, I know this confuses people. We only pay tax on our net revenue in business, not our gross. But getting to the net week after week after week to try to calculate your taxes is too much work for a lot of people. So I've come up with a formula that works pretty well. If you're a leased to a carrier... If you set aside about 9% of everything you gross, don't take any deductions out of it at all. Whatever your gross revenue for the week was, 9% of that number is going to get you pretty darn close on your taxes. When you say taxes, you mean, uh, does that include uh, the federal tax and Social Security, Medicare? Yep, the whole thing. The only thing it doesn't include is state. You know, and, and I would have to know which state. We might throw in another 1% or 2%, no more than 2 
uh, but 9% will cover. Oh, well, you're good then. 9% is going to cover everything you need. And again, it's not perfect, but it's going to get you pretty darn close and keep you out of trouble. I'm likely going to overpay you by quite a bit anyway. Um, uh, switching to ELDs real quick. I'm not a fan of ELDs, but I think that the ELDs are just a, a fact of life. But here's one thing, and you've, you've heard about these people that, that run to Washington and have some kind of a drive around, I guess, to demonstrate they're upset about it. The ELDs are actually a, a massive opportunity if truckers can actually get together. I'm, a, I'm an old union guy, and I, I understand negotiation and strength. But as of the 18th of December, uh, there's going to be a reduction in what uh, all of us truck drivers can haul. Right. Some truck drivers say they're going to quit. I, I'm, I really question that. But so the ones that do quit and the slowdown that we have for the, those of us that are going to be put on, on e-logs, if we all, and this is a big one for you, you, you preach fuel mileage. Uh, if everybody slowed their truck down five, six, seven, eight miles an hour, and we all took five, six, seven, eight uh, percent less in a week, uh, with already there's going to be a backup of, of freight being able to be hauled. You'd be surprised how quickly the uh, shippers and receivers are going to be screaming about not being able to ship their freight. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna find that uh, the capacity for new logs is gonna go down. We can literally slow things down just a little bit and drive the rates up, which well, would be real easy. Everybody, I, I, if they gave up just a few percent. Absolutely, it's going to happen anyway. What you're saying could could accelerate it even more. You know. Not only do I read publications in the trucking industry, I read publications in the logistics industry, and I also read publications in the shipping industry. And I will tell you right now, the shippers are in panic mode. They know that this is really bad for them right now because the, the economy is heating up, rates are already climbing, capacity is getting tight, and the ELD mandate is going to make it worse. If on top of that, everybody actually just drove the speed limit or less, it would drive rates up even further. Um, don't hold your breath. It's not going to happen. Um, most of, well, I shouldn't say most, but there's still a big group that I, I know guys who are giving up their newer trucks to go get a pre-99 so they don't have to comply with the mandate, which... You know, clearly it's their choice, but I wouldn't be surprised if that exemption goes away because there's no reason we can't put an ELD on a mechanical engine. I'm going to bet it will. But ultimately, if everybody slowed down, you'd have expense to quit your work or to slow it, to stop your work and go to D.C. or anything else. If everybody just slowed it down just a little bit, and if you're going to take time off, wait till the 18th of December. Do that between now and June, and everybody just cut back just a little bit. You'd be amazed how quick they're they're going to want to come to the drivers to change the hours of service, and also watch the rates go up. And that's the easiest with very little effort if, if truck drivers could actually get together. Yeah, and they won't. Um, and I just know that from experience being in this industry a long time. And if you look at the group that has the largest member base in drivers and owner-operators, it's clearly OIDA. I mean, I, I can't really think of anybody that has that kind of member base. And 
sometime within the last 10 years, I don't even remember what the issue was, but Owida's answer, and, and I thought it made sense back then, was start driving the speed limit and start logging 100% legal. And Owida made a big push for that, and nobody listened. And if they can't organize it, then it's just really I don't see it happening. You're probably I've got one more tax question, I guess. Sure. I forgot to throw in there. Um, I've got a fair amount. I've got two escrow accounts, one personally. Uh, I just pay myself so much per week to make certain I'm going to have more than enough money. And I've got uh, one through the uh, company as well, too. And I've already got about, I've done quite a bit of repairs to this truck, but I've already got about 10000 bucks going in, in the other escrow account. What do you think of my idea? I might just take about half of that or, or better and providing no more breakdown or anything and just pay ahead on my payments because I'm buying it from the person that the trucking outfit that I drive for. It's really hard to ever go wrong paying for equipment. The faster we pay for it, the better off we are. So, yeah, I, I'm all in on that. I, and I like the way you're doing it. You know, this is early. You want to make sure you have enough cash flow. You want to make sure the taxes are covered. Having more than enough is always way better than not having enough. But at some point when you realize there's a lot of surplus there and you're comfortable, yeah, absolutely. Putting the money back into the business and paying for equipment is always a good idea in my book. So I, it, it sounds to me like you've got this figured out and you're doing this really well. And by the way, your timing is good because I'm just really excited about the opportunities. Uh, I'm looking at the clock, and I don't want to jump into another call right now because uh, I'm just going to run into the break. So I'm going to take us through the break. I'm going to come back. I've got some calls on the line. I'm going to try to get to those right after this. Don't go away. Um, we got quite a few new signups for my class. If you signed up today, thank you for that. I am looking forward to it. This is your last weekend. This is the business class I'm teaching personally for 16 weeks. It's all about how to get started, buy your first truck, make it through your first year, be really profitable, how to finance your truck. I've got lots of great ideas to help you with that. Literally everything you could want to know about getting started and being in business that first year. And we're, I'm teaching it over a 16-week period. You can do it from anywhere. We're, every Monday we're going to do a virtual conference call webinar where I'll go over the materials for the week, answer all your questions, assign the next week's work. And we'll also have a private Facebook group, so I can be answering questions throughout the week. And right now, if you sign up today, it's only going to cost you $25 to sign up, and it's only going to cost you $25 a week. And we are starting Monday. Tomorrow is your last day to sign up, so why don't you just go do it today? Go to Let'sTruck.com. I'd love to see you in that class, and we will work on building your business together. I'll be right back. We're going to get to more calls right after this. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Meet new and interesting sounds from the underground. Something for your mind. Explore the weird world of independent music on Sirius XMU, Channel 35, and streaming on the Sirius XM app. Some truck drivers prefer shorter routes. Some drivers prefer to go the distance. But more drivers prefer prepass. It's the hands-free, distraction-free solution to waystation and tolling bypass that keeps qualified trucks on the move. In fact, prepass drivers are pulled in for inspection less than with any other service. Don't just take our word for it. Try prepass today and enjoy your first month of service free. Call 888-559-PASS and mention promo code ROADDOG. That's 888-559-PASS or visit prepass.com slash ROADDOG. Stay safe out there. Are you looking for a job or looking for a better one? Are you tired of applying for a job only to feel like your application fell into a black hole? Then you need to try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter understands how frustrating it can be to apply for a job and never hear back. And that if you've taken the time to apply, you deserve to know where you stand every step of the way. When you apply for a job on ZipRecruiter, you can choose to get status updates. These alerts will let you know when your application has been received and when a real live person has actually viewed it. And if you don't get the job, you'll know when it closes so you can move forward to the next opportunity. Knowing where you stand keeps you in control of your job search. That's what makes ZipRecruiter the smartest way to get hired. To find a job you love today, download the top-rated ZipRecruiter app on iPhone or Android. Or get started at ZipRecruiter.com slash skills. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash skills. Once again, head to ZipRecruiter.com slash skills. Owner-operators, does your truck need an engine overhaul but you lack the cash or credit? Is your bruised credit preventing a truck purchase? Call CAG Truck Capital. Good credit, bad credit, startups, and even bankruptcy. Qualify for your loan over the phone at 800-932-CASH. 800-932-CASH. Mention promo code TRUCKS1 and get $500 off your first payment. Call 800-932-CASH. Get the cash you need and get back on the road at 800-932-CASH. I think what's most important to my viewers is ensuring that America remains a country with its own voice, its own traditions, its own history. I've learned a lot from the Fox audience over the years. They can cut through the clutter. They can spot a phony a mile away. Most people, when you push past all the left-right nonsense, will come at issues from a pragmatic stance. And that's what I'm going to do. Watch Laura Ingram on The Ingram Angle, premiering October 30th at 10 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fox News Channel. At 7 a.m. East, it's the Dave Nemo Show. With news, traffic, and weather updates, we'll get you where you need to be. Exclusively on... Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. I'm going to get right back to the calls. We're going to head off to New Mexico. Randy, welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon, Kevin. Uh, I just seeing Warren Buffett's purchase of, uh, well, he's, he's, dead. he's bought a third of it, but he's supposed to purchase all of uh, Pilot there. I don't know. I try to find if he had any interest in the Nikola. It come, almost seems like with all these hydrogen stuff coming out, he's probably got the ways and means to put hydrogen in that station. Um, 
he, you know, it's always hard to say with Buffett. I've read his books. I follow him pretty closely. Sometimes it's really surprising. You know, everybody wants to read something into his investments, and <laughs> you might be onto something. Yeah. You could be. But a lot of times he's just really practical. You know, he, he's yeah. he obviously smart about the what he invests in. There is a lot of money flowing into trucking right now because – this yep. is what I've been talking about for over a year. We are in a major disruption. And when a disruption happens, there are going to be big losers and there are going to be big winners. And you've got a lot of people that understand that we're in this disruption. And I think that's where what, what Buffett is seeing. I think he's seeing a lot of opportunities. Yeah. I, I'm aware of a couple other companies in trucking that he's invested in that he hasn't made public. Um, but, you know, this one obviously is pretty big and pretty public. And you might be on to something. He, he might be ahead of uh, gee, the curve. GM, I, just read the, I just read the GM is getting in on it, too, on, on the nickel line. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah. The Nikola, to me, I, I am just sitting back in awe almost. I, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, in the beginning, I said this had to be a fraud. It, it is so yeah. far yeah. out there, <laughs> so out, true, huh? so yeah. outrageous. Not only that, yeah. that was part of it, but, but the other part that really got me was their claims about the truck being so light and you were going to make all this additional revenue in payload, and the numbers were a fairy tale. I mean, they weren't even close to making any sense. And my thought was, if you can put those kind of numbers out in your promotional material and your website, all you're telling me is you don't understand this industry at all. So so I was, I'm still shocked that this may happen. I mean, a lot of people are putting a lot of money into this. And if it happens, you know, I guess I'll be taking my words back. But, but I'm still going to argue their stupid numbers about the weight and the payload. Yeah. Hey, on the, on the big picture of things, though, I mean, you, you all up on the, um, well, the Internet of Things. And, um, you know, it's all, tie, it's all coming together. The ELD is all part of the, the Internet of Things. So we'll know they'll know where the freight is at all times. Have you you seen anything on this blockchain technology? I have. In fact, I have read more it's about all ties together. I, it's all I, ties I, together. <laughs> I, I have read more about blockchain in the last three weeks than anything else. Blockchain came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, yeah. it's what everybody's talking about, and and very few people even understand what it really means it's hard to get your head around what what this blockchain well it is all about it, it is all about the, the the computerizing the internet of things tying everything together yes and and uh, i think i think bitcoin's coming in on the game too you know in the long run uh, uh, i you know i i know it's not a religious thing because the, the the revelations have been in that book for a long time and i mean they say you're gonna have to you know play yeah. the game or you're not gonna be able to buy or sell anything and it's just it sounded like it's stacking up you know well it is i you know that's another thing people don't understand is bitcoin and the whole digital currency how that could change things but 
you know, the idea of the blockchain is hard to get your head around because you're going to have a manufacturer in China or anywhere in the world getting an order finished, knowing when it's going to be delivered to the ultimate customer on the other end. That that the entire exactly and and the payments will be handled and schedules will be done and it will all be fully automated and all the technology already exists it's just building and that's the term they're using these blockchains to put all those pieces together and get them all talking to each other. Well, and they're trying to eliminate crime too you know it's all the it's uh, it kind of falls into one world order game it, it does i know doctrine it looks like it you know i mean it's all it's all kind of coming together every doggone bit of it now it's getting pretty clear and yeah it yeah i i just i've got kind of wondered about the business models now where to invest in this stuff i've, I've been looking at more of the internet of things as far as uh long-term investment right now uh what I've been reading anyway. It, but, uh, you know, it, it's been coming and it's where uh, that's a big part of this disruption in transportation, but it's going to be a big part right. of disruption in our whole life where literally when your refrigerator realizes that you are out of eggs, it orders them and a drone drops them off. I mean, that that's the kind of crazy yeah. stuff we're talking about. Yeah, it's all coming together. I mean, you look at Amazon and everybody else, and uh, I mean, for right now, we're going to have an opportunity coming up. You better grab it because they never last too long. These, you know, these good times always change. You got to kind of stay one head ahead, step ahead of the game, though. What's coming next? Yeah, you really uh, do, and and that's kind I, of my my point in why I've spent so much time on this is in the last year is that you know. A couple things could happen for owner-operators right now. You, you can either sit back and complain about the regulations or the ELDs or the mega carriers or the ATA or the FMCSA or, or, or all of those people, and if you're complaining, then that's all you're doing. Or you could look at this and say, holy cow, look at the opportunities that are coming, and I better pay attention so I know what they're going to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you can't stick your head in the sand on this one. No, no, and but, and you know we can I, only do one thing at a time, really. And and if your whole focus is on complaining about all this, then that's time wasted, not figuring out how to take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about the big tires and all that's kind of funny. I'm running, I'm running a Peterbilt Peter Brick with 24s on the drives, and of course I got the the the. the big super symbols on the steer, you know, for the 20,000-pound axle, and that's a total of seven axles. My fuel mileage sucks, but there ain't much I could do about it with this weight, you know. Uh, I try, and I took it to Pittsburgh, and I, I got to get back to the model. Yeah. We boosted the horsepower, but I, I guess they can't do a lot with the CAD ECM as far as the timing and everything. So uh, I'm uh, feather-footing it, trying to run it in direct, you know, because I did gear it up a little bit, so. Yeah, there you go. I'm fighting it, you know. I'm fighting, fighting for five in my game, but it's a whole different game, though. You know, I mean, we're oh. about a mile minimum. So. Yep, it absolutely is. Hey, Randy, great talking to you. Good stuff. 
Uh, I'm going to try to squeeze this in with Bud in Florida real quick. Bud, you got about a minute and a half. Go ahead. All right, I'll do it real quick, Kevin. Uh, about a month ago, you were talking about uh, uh, diesel engines idling, and you were saying, well, it doesn't hurt them at all, right? Remember that? Yes. Okay. I, I got a bone to pick with you on that, and that is you should add to the caveat that emission diesel engines idling is really bad. Well, I, and I, uh, I wish I had more it, time it to it. Well, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to address this, and maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Uh, it really doesn't. You know what? Not got, the caveat I needed to, well, to add was well-tuned and properly maintained, even the brand-new okay, emission right. engines. If they're well-tuned and properly uh, maintained, they're not clogging the DPF with all the soot. Well, disagree with that not oh i didn't mean it bud that's uh my automation that cut you off call me back tomorrow Let, let's talk about that um maybe i can get uh maybe i can get john to join us from pittsburgh power because he's really got the inside on this and honestly that's where all of my information is coming from right now in this is from um the work that pittsburgh power is doing on these new engines with their new tunes, with their new cleaning. Um, John actually agrees with me, and I'm seeing it in oil samples. When these things are tuned and running correctly, they're really not clogging the emission systems. But you may have a different experience, so we'll, uh, we'll try to talk about that tomorrow. I'm all out of time. I've got to get out of here. We'll see you here tomorrow. Head on over to the website, get signed up for my course at your last weekend, and we'll see you real soon. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rothsford. Yeah.